Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the Caped Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. This rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas, includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossy, and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. Go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman, the audio adventures only on HBO Max. Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this week, we're focusing on that middle letter, that C, capital C, baby, cinema, because there's a new movie that came out a couple weeks ago, and that is The Eternals by Chloe Zhao, the introduction to Celestials, Deviants, and Eternals. Mm, and Eternals. Yeah. The, the, the titular Eternals, I will say. Um, a really, I would say, I would say it was a hotly anticipated movie just because it seemed to be uh, very different um, in style as the other things. And this is a cast of heroes we have never met before. So uh, a really kind of high benchmark. I don't, I don't even know the last time Marvel introduced new characters, like new central heroes. Shang-Chi. Oh yeah, a couple a couple months ago. So I guess there it is. But I'm 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 really excited to talk about this. Now this is going to be spoiler filled, deep, deep of deep of deep inside of this movie are spoilers, and where that's where we are. Just like the celestial Tiamat, deep inside the core of the earth, we yep. are deep inside these <laughs> wow. spoilers. Well, that's a that that is a deep cut. But uh, so if you haven't seen the movie for whatever reason, wait, just wait a little bit, wait. watch it. Wait. And then listen, but we also Wait. have a uh, spoiler-free review that's out now um, with Andrew and I in a hotel. It's true. Yeah. Recording it uh, right after it, we saw the movie. It sounded like we were tired as fuck, too, but it was the best. I haven't heard it, but I believe you. I, uh, Wait, but you don't edit these things? I do edit these things. Impaired. <laughs> um, but I'm but I'm uh, I'm really excited because we get to dive into all the stuff, including those after credit scenes. The editing impaired sounds like a perfect explanation for some of these podcasts, or or maybe this movie. Mm, we'll talk about it. Uh, I am Emmanuel. Hey, I'm Andrew. What's up? It's John, and we're the Eternals of Podcasting. That's true. We've been here as long as the Eternals <laughs> have, but on the podcast. We have been here 7,000 years, and we have done nothing. <laughs> we have accomplished nothing. Well, you've heard Andrew and I talk about it, and we will talk about it a little more going into the spoilers. But, John, we have yet to hear your thoughts penny on the Eternals. For your thoughts. And here, I'll, I'll give you a penny, Andrew. Show me your thoughts. T H O T. Oh, my <laughs> thoughts are exposed. Yeah. John, you've seen this movie a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. I have, yeah, I saw it twice. What did you think overall <clears throat> about The Eternals? Um, I thought it was a really fun movie. I think um, I was kind of worried on the second, before I get into the details of it, 
or my details of the thoughts. I was kind of worried about the second time through. It wasn't going to hold up because the length of the movie is kind of long. You know, it's almost like it's not end game long or it doesn't feel end game long, but it's, it's pretty out there. Um, two, two, almost three hours, right? Two, yeah, yeah almost, almost three hours. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was, um, you know, uh, oh man, it's a lot. I think the whole movie is one big, it's, I still think it's one big exposition dump the entire movie. Um, there's not like a, a lot of dialogue that isn't kind of explaining what's about to happen or what the fuck is going on. Or at least trying to carry, you know, three things that, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Once. Or in this case, seven things at once. Because it's, it's a lot of like, you know, you, the plot line either follows Cersei and Icarus and their love story or it follows their, you know, the... The past. Their faith. Yeah, yeah. their past or their faith in Ashram, the, the Celestial... Um, this emergence that's happening. You sound insane, John. Just, just saying all the stuff. You sound insane. That's crazy, <laughs> right? That's, to Ashram. I'm literally describing the fucking movie. Yeah, and like, you're not even ten percent in. Yeah, yeah. So like the the movie is a lot, um, and I think it's, I think it's understandable. I think what we're going to talk about the the reactions that other people have had to it, but I think it's understandable why it's kind of divisive because it is a lot. Um, the movie is also very different, you know, aesthetically and in content wise. Like it's not. It's not an action-heavy movie like the way maybe like Shang Chi is. Shang Chi has like a bunch of set pieces and stuff. It's a yeah. Um, this movie is very tame or very slow. Like it's it's mostly character based or at least tries to be character very character based, um, which is a kind of like a breath of fresh air for me. Um, it you know it dives into you know existential questions that we kind of only touch upon. We don't really sit too much with them, but you know it's you know it's kind of like an A for effort thing, which is kind of like that's cool, um, but. Man, does this like you know affect the MCU in a in a really crazy way? Like it not only introduces you know the history of the MCU because you kind of see what's been going on on Earth all these times, and you kind of can't believe that the Eternals didn't really do shit, especially when one of them kind of starts a cult and just books it. Um, but you know, and then you get like Celestials, you get Deviants, you get the reason why Celestials are out there. It they're like <laughs> huge humanoid robot thingies in space. Um, you even with the after credit scenes, you introduce things that are about to be like super fresh to the Marvel universe. One of the more mundane characters in the film ends up being his own series or show. I'm talking about uh Jon Snow. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like you just end up. I mean, yeah. And then like it has a lot of twists. Like you know, it's got plot twists like crazy. Um, it's kind of like almost like Marvel soap opera in a way. Very melodramatic. Yeah, super melodramatic. Um, Plus sex scene. There's a sex scene in it, which, you know, and I think that was probably blown out of proportion when everyone's talking about it. But And also, like like all of us, it only lasts about eight seconds. The, <laughs> that's the, way too long. The fact that, but the fact that it, that this movie has something in it like that is, is very new to the MCU. Um, so, and honestly, for me, I want mostly sex scenes in my MCU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, why haven't they, uh, why wasn't this longer? They should re-edit all uh, of them. They have a sex scene in Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1, yeah, yeah. And people were like, there's no sex scene. I was like, what? Yeah. He like banks a girl in like the first 10 minutes. And then Pepper Potts goes in and be like, Takes Get. out the trash. Ooh, I remember that line. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I think it's a welcome addition to the MCU. I think it's the, it's the cosmic weird, because the movie is very weird. Like, you know, we'll get into it. Like, it's very, I can imagine some of the reaction to this from general audience people, or maybe people who just know Marvel through the MCU, probably scratching their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, or who now go to these movies looking for the next chapter in a weird way. Yeah. Does I that mean, make sense? Like they yeah, want. Yeah, totally. And this is, uh, it's very standalone-ish. You don't really get the connections until probably like the very end 
or so. And they're not huge connections. They're not. And I think it just sets up more eternal stories really yeah. in, the, in at the end. But like it, very satisfying to me. I thought I think it might go down as one of the most underrated Marvel movies because of its uh, status. Mm, has has Marvel finally had their first cult hit? Yeah, we'll have to I see. Guess in this case, yeah. I mean, it's not like one of those. I mean, do cult hits make like three hundred million? I don't, I don't think know. so. But like you know, one of those like popular. I think it's just like going to be probably unliked in the Marvel. Like you know, yeah. You know, timeline. I guess because people tend to kind of like more Marvel movies than others. Well, I think the, there's like, a, Guardians of the Galaxy is like a yeah. There's and, a giant fandom around that, and they really want more movies like that. But and then also people, you know, people aren't so hot on like other movies. Like, I'm not really big on like the ant-man movies but they're like wow. they're okay ant-man like, you know, hate no it's not that it's just he like, hates the sexiest man alive mm, oh the sexiest man. i feel like edgar wright would have made him sexier if he had he stayed on what's that mean fuck? god there's more revealing custom. i know i know <laughs> he's like there's only one part that doesn't shrink <laughs> this would uh eternals would be the second sex scene <laughs> the mc and i but i do think to your credit that this movie is kind of standalone but you can't really ignore the fact that covid disrupted so much the, I think originally Thor: Love and Thunder was supposed to come out before this movie, and there's all, there were other films that were supposed to come out before The Eternals, but this was already shooting and it was already done. The Inhumans, Maybe, I mean, it, yeah, that came out, <laughs> but um, I feel like they, you know, and I feel like no franchise really, maybe Harry Potter, it'd be weird to have that out of order, I guess, but no other franchise has this reliance of multiple storylines coming out in a specific order especially now with disney plus shows and we we said we we felt this for black widow right we were like man they should put this out a long time ago because now is not the time when it's the finale of loki uh to sh- to be like hey yeah like black widow was cool right um so i mean yeah but yeah but uh andrew d- uh since our hotel room stay <laughs> that was the first sex scene for delphin pod just kidding, JK. Um, behind the paywall, but what do, or do you have any additional thoughts before we dive into some of like the really specific stuff? Since you've been able to noodle on the Eternals, nope. What? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. It was. Uh, I think no. I I I said it uh, in the first one and the in the the spoiler uh, free one that I really really dug it and I thought it, I think it's really cool still. And now that I got to um, kind of really think it over and um, ponder. Mm. The question. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uatu, Uatu's always watching. Well, and I think the reason that uh, you know it's not getting as much um, buzz or grave reviews is because I think it feels like a like a detour from it's it, it's like when uh, like Ant Man and the Wasp came out right after Infinity War, and we're like, we just want to know what happened with the snap, and yeah. you're telling us like this heist thing about like a ghost and it takes Lawrence place before, yeah. yeah. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, in the, like, is everyone dead? <laughs> or, yeah. And you get it a little bit at the end in the after credit scene, but this one kind of feels like a detour to I think to most people, um, especially the more mainstream audience that really you know. Um, they use them. I'm not saying they're they're not into the comic books because these are kind of like the gateway drug into the material because you read it and you're like, damn, the Celestials became some of my even, favorite characters. But the Eternals are also a pretty obscure. They're not exactly like you know grade A. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they're not. They're not the most popular superheroes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and even I mean, Thanos is an Eternal. Um, so it, it, you've seen them before. This is about family again. Yeah, and so um, you've seen them before. You just didn't know that you were watching them. And right. so yeah, in the, the, the Celestials is the same thing. Where like it's uh, Galactus isn't one of them, but you're like, okay, I get the, I get it. Like you know, yeah, <laughs> um, scale. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who read the comics that are a little bit more familiar and uh, more 
prone to the absurd, I think. And here we are wanting to know, like, multiverse this, multiverse that, yeah. Loki, WandaVision. Um, where the fuck is Mephisto? And then we're getting Spider-Man with this multiverse. And then we're like, Eternals. Uh, it has to do with um, the Earth and... It's, Humanity. It's, well, and that's what's so cool about it is that it's this really, really big scale story that is more human than like you know uh, than human well no, then like some drama that you're watching yeah on, and the main characters whatever. aren't human and they struggle these characters struggle with these real world issues that that we struggle with because they were kind of raised on these on this planet where it's like oh uh, love and you know um, obviously Icarus oh. and Cersei have oh, this Andrew's thing and, about to attack the Christian and church religion too like yeah. faith in religion like a, and, a god literal yeah, god and then like the the you know um, yeah yeah exactly religion and you know is that druid <laughs> well no i was thinking um, like the faith in ashram yeah. like you know just like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for like, sure and so it's, uh, it's like that fanaticism thing that and, happens at midnight mass and family and you know all these Toretto. things that, yeah yeah all these things that we hold uh that we hold dear in our normal lives and that's what this movie's about and so i think it's really really cool that uh even if chloe Zhao doesn't get a second one out of this which she should at least get another project if you're not gonna do the eternals have her do something else or whatever i was gonna say this for the end she really wants to do another one but the producer has now said that this is not on their priority list yeah and so that's a shame because i think it's uh, she's one of the more uh, talented directors that we've had the first oscar winning director in the but also just i mean sucks to hear that because like these characters are obviously showing up somewhere else and i think like it's weird to have not have yeah. Jal a part of it. And, and, that makes and any sense. you can now also have one of the weird things about, not weird, but one of the fun things about this is these Eternals have been around since the dawn of humanity. So they can also be in every... Anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything from the past, the present, the future. And yeah, it is weird that I'm sure Thor would have known about them. It's, it's well, apparently little, he does. Yeah. A little bit odd that, that he does. That he says say he does. Yeah, and so you're like, damn, what the fuck? I, if I were Thor, I would have been like, oh, there's Eternals lighting well, on. Well, they the were legacy. very quiet. They, they. Yeah, and I get the deviant thing and stuff like that. And But um, yeah, um, I still really, really dig this movie. And I think that if you're listening to a bunch of the buzz and that's deterring you from watching this movie, that you should yeah. put that out of your mind. You should lower your expectations for sure because it's not about the multiverse and Loki doesn't come out here and Mephisto's Sorry. not in this. Well, it's and, also like yeah. exactly... It's Mephisto's not, not in It's not exactly yeah. Nomadland either. Like it's not... You're not going to yeah. yeah. get and, that. I mean, yeah. to be honest, it's a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. It's funnier it's like, than Nomadland. And you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, you don't think shitting in a bucket is funny? Oh, I will say Chloe Zhao does have every Eternal shitting in buckets in this, and that it, yeah. is good. <laughs> Mostly Gilgamesh with his yeah. thousand pound shit. <laughs> um, the bucket's not big enough. Huh, do Eternals even poop? They don't have to, right? They're, do they well, eat? They eat. They, they, have they, they had dinner, or they had lunch. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. And, uh, they're, they're basically like, uh, uh, what yeah. is it, the synthetics? What are they called? They're uh, like Blade Runners. Replicants. Yeah, replicants. <laughs> I, I know, everyone's making a big deal about the first sex scene in the MCU. I want to see the first... Pooping scene in the MCU. <laughs> All these heroes poop, Dropping right? Shit. Like thought, twice I, a I day. Say, it doesn't count as Iron Man says that he robots. Peed, Iron Man says that he peed the suit in uh, Iron Man. That's too. true. And the Hulk. Uh, I'm just kidding. Now, can you imagine the Hulk's turds? Uh, mm. But yeah, or yeah. ashrams. So, oh, <laughs> Earth. That's a big. It's, it's, just like, it's, it's just like the comet line. You're just like, oh, it's just, it's like, oh like, like deer pellets, like because of because of gravity. <laughs> Thanos is gonna have to snap twice for that turd. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I you know, uh, stepping a little bit further back from the movie, I, I thought this movie accomplishes so much. I, I mean, I feel like we talked about this with Candyman too. Like it. It tries to do Candy a lot. Candyman too. Can, Candyman Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no. 2021. 2021. Is it? What's the name of that one? Candyman? It's just called Candyman. Just Candyman, right? It's just um, like the next Scream. 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 Halloween. Halloween. Oh, yeah. They're just cutting everything now. It's just Nightmare. 
Oh, it's just like, it's the same title as the original. And so you're like, God damn. Final Destination is just final. <laughs> and then even like in Halloween, there's like three Halloweens, but you need to know like Halloween 2021. What's or, the last I one? Mean, Halloween uh, Ends or wait, some Halloween. shit, right? Halloween 2018, Halloween Rob Zombie, and then Halloween John Carpenter's. And so you're like, damn, they're all named the same thing. And it's named on after a holiday. So it's yeah. kind of confusing. Sure. I, I feel like this movie, what was I saying? Oh, the Candyman. Candyman, 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 Candyman. Um, I, I feel like this movie definitely tries to accomplish a whole lot, just like um, John said. That's why it's it's incredibly, incredibly long. And, and to be honest, yeah, exactly. I was like, it better because it's two hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> I and I and I feel like that it 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 does do a lot of good, you know, throughout the movie, um, especially towards the end. I felt like it was like starting to really um, pick up. I, I feel like a lot of the times you sit through a movie that is this long and you feel it a little more. I mean, you definitely do. I mean, I don't know how you do anything for three hours and not feel it. You're but, you're dead as fuck. I was dead AF in the movie theater, but I, I'm I'm on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm still really appreciative of 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 what 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 is accomplished in this film and a lot of the really fun moments. Um, there are are times when I was like, man, why, why, why they do that? Um, <laughs> but that was a little bit more. I mean, I don't know how much of that is me projecting, being like, wow, you cast Selma Hayek. And you cast uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Angelina Jolie. Selma Hayek dies within the and first then 10 minutes. And we're focusing on Sprite. <laughs> you know, like, I think a lot of that may be just me being like, whoa, all these big-ass stars that have a lot of charisma and are great actors. Not to say that Sprite isn't good, but I'm like, whoa, well, and I, they're gone. Well, it's Kumail cool. gotta go. <laughs> it, which, which happens in the movie, and I found out recently, listening the, to that BBC, BBC thing, this, this stuff, I'm gonna have to do another, uh, that he got a call... Two days into filming this, that they wanted him for Obi Wan or what? Is he in Obi Wan? Yes, he's in Obi Wan. In Obi Wan, and so Disney was like, "Okay, we'll do whatever it takes to get you on that set." And baby. Then they wrote his ass out of the finale. <laughs> so I don't know if that's legit what happened, but uh, like they actually wrote him out of the finale. But he said that he didn't know if he could do it. But then I, I, they made everything work for him. I kept wanting him to come out and like be like this really cool hero thing. Because I told Sophia I watched it. and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna come back at the right moment well, and then, when like, it's it, time to move." It would have been the movie. It yeah. would have been cool because like he's like, "I play the hero in the movies," and then now I'm coming here and I'm the hero yeah. like here. And then it never happened. It was like, so what the he fuck? helped her move. Let's do an eternal roll call since before we get into okay, that. Shabuya. <laughs> okay, Shabuya. My name is Icarus. <laughs> Shabuya. So you, you do have Icarus played by Richard Madden. You uh, have... Traitor. Hold on. You, I'm going to get a highlighter so I, we can go through this. I'm just kidding. There's okay. 10. There's, so it's pretty easy. 10. So Icarus. Icarus. Played by Richard Madden. Thirsty. Wait, are we talking about them? Gemma Chan? Oh, it's a roll call. Okay. Yeah, Gemma Chan. Uh, present. Um, you get uh, uh, Tina. Played by Angelina Jolie. Hold, hold yep. on, we need to get to this actress who plays Sprite. <laughs> I don't know no, the no, name. I got, it, I got it all here. Just okay, keep going so, and I'll so, tell you. What so Dina is three. Four, Gilgamesh. Played by Don Lee. Um, five, Sprite. Yes. D- Delphin? What? What's, What's her name? Oh, Leah McHugh. Leah McHugh. Okay, cool. Um, six, Fastos. Played by Brian Tyree Henry. Seven, Druig. Played by Barry Kogan. Kogan, yeah. Eight, um, uh, damn it, uh, 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 Mercari. Played by Lauren Ridloff? Rid- Ridloff. Ridloff. Uh, eight, um, and nine, Kingo. Kingo, played by Kumail Nanjiani. Shabuya roll call. Ten is going to be Ajak. Ajak, played by Sama Hayek. Wow. I got them all, yeah. Got- okay, what's the name of the valet? <laughs> the the uh, valet. <laughs> Kuran, played by... Close, it's Karun. Karun. Played by... Harish, it, Harish Patel. Please. 
No, Harish Patel. I uh, let's see. And we did already kind of talk about Kit Harrington as yeah. Dan or uh, Dane Whitman. Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. The Black Knight. If, but of if course, you know the he's, comics, he's you kind know of, he's the Black Knight. He's kind of he bookends the movie. He's also that. comedic relief. Yes, like no need. I, you know, and that was the other thing. Is, I don't uh, want it. <laughs> this was supposed John to be Snow. a love triangle, and then I was like, and then they cut off one corner <laughs> and said, "This is an Icarus uh, Cersei thing." Cersei thing, and then triangle comes back at the end, but then the other end is gone. So really, it's a love line. Yeah, you also get like Wait. extra characters. Obviously, you have Arisham, the judge. True. The, We're not uh, even done with the characters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep you going. You have uh, Crow the Deviant played by... Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård, which you had no idea. There was a... Oh, shit. You had... Holy shit. Sorry. I'm looking at the TV right now. and It's something totally different than what I'm talking about. Um, you have uh, you have no idea his name is Crow because he never na- says the name in the movie. Yeah. You, you just know that Crow is the leader of the Deviants in the comics. And, and kind of projected as the quote-unquote villain of the movie. Him and Tom Servo, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. What? Crow. Oh, oh okay. Crow. Oh, I gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... it's In marketing, it seems like he's the main villain. And but there's kind of like, like three villains. Yeah, there's three in villains one. in this flick. Um, Kid Harrington, traitor. Um, Icarus. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Richard Madden, oh. uh, Icarus. <laughs> like, Damn, uh, you really don't like... Um, you get uh, Arisham to kind of an extent. He's like, hey, the planet's... It's got yep. it's to blow up. Like, mm-hmm. it's an egg. And, yeah, then, it's a bit and then three is Crow. And, but even then... Yeah, I like what they did with Crow because uh, Gilgamesh uh, kind of has a thing for Thena. Again, the Eternals they, yep. they love, and he get and she's uh, she's what do they call it the, when she's mad, she's like fractured or something? Or nah, I, yeah, yeah there's a weird name, John. What's it called, John? The, where they where the where Thena's kind of like you know she's uh, kind of mad lost, weary, or mad weary. Like yeah. yeah, and so basically, like space... you end up finding out that yeah, I'm kind of mad weary right now. <laughs> you end up finding out that the the Eternals um, uh, they don't have a home world; they were creative and yep. they, they have They're robots. Like, they keep getting their memories erased as you Which know. Is, for, for this every is, planet that they do. This is the um sorry to cut you off. It's just this is the the difference from what the comics is. They yeah, literally took a lot of liberties with what the Eternals were in an, the comics. This is an existential but, crisis. To be, yeah. to be honest, I kind of dig this uh, this like modern interpretation of it. I, yeah. I I do like it, but um yeah, I I I think it damn, I don't know why I brought this whole thing up but why they were Oh. No, because Crow and Athena have Yeah, yeah, and so she she's freaking out and so Gilgamesh has to calm her down and so he loves her and so he does that and when Crow ultimately kills Gilgamesh, spoiler alert. Um, a couple of these Eternals die. Damn! Uh, uh, when yeah. he kills Gilgamesh and sucks him off and sucks him in, um, he becomes a little bit of part of him, and then he likes Thena because he's Gilgamesh, yeah. and yeah. you're like, damn, or that's more what, empathetic. Well, and, and that's not, what happens yeah. in the comics where Thena and Crow are an item. Well, they're kind of an item in this. She kind of uses it to trick him, and then chops off his head. Yeah, she's kind of like a black sliced. little spider. Yeah. She's, oh no, a prey mantis. There you go. Well, what, we're looking at this cast. I guess we can go through some some of the. Really big stand. We already talked about Kumail a little bit. Yeah, he, Kingo is kind of like a comedic relief. Andrew, my, it's your favorite, he's right? He's my favorite one. He, <laughs> it's he also got, really cool, like physically and the, the way his powers work. And oh, what they meant because he got hot as hell. He's, he was actually, so in, the t- in that Sexiest Man Alive countdown, he was on there. And I was like, damn, I'm proud of him. Although I will say. He come, started on G4. We're come, watching G4. How come everyone else got a shirtless scene in the MCU? You got Kumail over there. Like, a lot of people kind of say he, that. And I, I don't think it was really necessary. No, no, like, I need it. Okay. I think it's cool because but, it, it, come here, John. I need I, it. I think it's cool because it, it adds to his character. So like it's part of his research for him. Yeah, like, yeah I, exactly. I'm not going to be shirtless, but I want to be a Strong, fucking superhero. Yeah, yeah, like exactly, I want to be yeah. this. I want to be fucking Jack, baby. And I bet you, Emily, she's probably loving it. Are you laughing? Yeah, I bet she does. She's like, oh <laughs> fuck, daddy. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Well, Kumail, Kumail, and then of course we already talked about him. Um, 
dipping. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, like, but, I like that. The, the dipping aspect of it. Dip? Like, I think you were talking about like... Um, I thought it was ballsy. Well, it's just like, it's, it's also all, like it's unconventional because you don't, also, you don't see it. it. It's fucking human. Or like you're there and you're like, uh, anxiety. <laughs> you just get out yeah, of how many times have you quit a job just because you didn't want to be there? Never. Is that... Is what? That a thing? Yeah. Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, you're not human, Duffin? Sorry, Eternal. guys. I could have I could have stopped the Holocaust, but I didn't. Like the Eternals. What? It's true. He, That's yeah, not what I was talking about. I it's was talking legit, about like it's a, legit one of the biggest parts of the movie. Captain America kind of stops the Germans, though. Yeah. That's true. They did. He, they didn't need the Eternals for for that. For I, well, Red School. Uh, we've got. Um. We'll we'll start. We'll we'll end with the with the kind of the main Eternals, I guess. But uh, Leah McHugh is Sprite, a twelve year. I I actually like soda. the way that that Sprite soda Mountain Dew. Um. I like. I kind of. Like, I, I prefer Sierra Mist. <laughs> what's the What's the Hill Country Fair version? <laughs> Just bubble seven, seven up. Lemon <laughs> yeah. Seven up. Um. But so her character is really interesting, and I actually like how it ended because. She gets turned. You know, we, we won't she dive too deep into the plot of this because uh, I guess because you should have seen it already if you're listening. Well, to like this. C- Cersei There's absorbs the power and she has like one last the wish, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But she the does turn Sprite into a human, which, which is her age. What's her age? Which I think is good because it sounds like she's going to be in in whatever the next thing is and they don't have to keep her a twelve year old, which is I guess good. But I mean, like, there's a there's going to be a a human hanging out with him, and then boom! No, she's Francis Francis McDormand from Nomadland. Oh kidding. my God, shit! <laughs> Talking about shit in buckets. Um, uh, oh yeah, well I like that actually. There's, Disney Plus again, series on her just aging out and dying. I think Hello? Joke, I think jokes aside, like the the human conflicts We're that each joking. of the Eternals have. Um, yeah, I mean, you literally just made a Francis McDormand joke. We're not joking. She needs to be in this movie. <laughs> I would like for um, God, who's the guy that made Days and Confused? Uh, Linklater? Linklater. I want Richard Linklater to, to shoot. make the next Eternals, Eternals too. Yeah, an Eternals movie that takes forty years to make with Sprite. Just like it just takes boyhood. seven thousand years. He's See, just but he's that, that's a good idea though. To be honest, you hear me, Richard Linklater. Um, Linklater? I like that. I, Linklater. Sprite was one of the coolest characters because, in my opinion, because of the fact that like she's like Loki. She can like like Frigga. She well, it's also like also yeah. That, there's hints that she probably could have taught Loki. The tricks. It's true. Possibly. Maybe. Um, How old are they? Are these motherfuckers. Seven thousand. Seven thousand. How old is Loki? Loki's probably older. Five, four thousand. Three thousand. Sure. Age is differently out there. Yeah. That, 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 I time Thor's, is relative. Time is a man-made construct. A thousand five hundred. Yeah. A thousand five hundred. Yeah. Let me ask theory. Um, <laughs> anyway, but like, because I think one of the really coolest scenes is when Sprite is talking to a guy at a bar in the beginning of the movie, and she's she has a projection. She's make she aged herself up. Mm. You remember that yeah, scene? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And then, like... Her power is very cool. And then... But the fact that, like, you can tell that this is an internal conflict that, like, she's lived her entire life, like... As a know, child. As a child. It, it kind of sucks. So having her turn into a human at the very end is really cool. Um, kind of satisfying, like, character arc for that, you know, for that character. Wanna, and also, she, she... She deserves to die because she, she traded. She, yeah. uh, she, she ducked out. Like, you know, when Irisham comes in and brings the Eternals, yeah. they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, fuck's right. When <laughs> also... Like, she kind of like she uh, turns too. She, she did it for some ass. She what? was like, "Hey, I love this guy, so I'm gonna betray oh. you guys too." Oh yeah, you're right. Like, you're oh, right. You're, right. you're totally right. Damn, I was uh, confused for a second there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't like, fuck this family. Icarus, I'm gonna go get yeah. some ass. Um, let's talk about some of the other. Uh, well, I guess the one of the other the the leader of the Eternals, at least in the beginning, is Ajak, played by Salma Hayek, who. 
Um, I guess her death is kind of one of the inciting incidences because this movie has a very familiar story structure in that it's kind of like a let's get the band back together, baby, <laughs> and let's like why learn you, about each other. Why'd you say like Nandor from uh, what we do in the shadows, baby? <laughs> well, it the is dream like, team, baby. I, I feel like when people and I, I don't know, I really don't know, but when people use the words like formulaic and uh, you know that kind of stuff, I feel like maybe they're just feeling like they've seen this before but a lot of movies are like that but this but the inciting incidents is ajak dying what did you think about her she she i think is a really big get for marvel she's a fantastic actress and i think that um she she i think that it seems like she is a steward of the eternals through these last seven thousand years and maybe one of the ones who is changing her mind about the apathy because after the thanos snap she basically says, like, maybe we should actually intervene a little more. And that's what, what triggers Icarus, I guess. But what do you think about Salma Hayek and her, uh, I guess, her character, Ajak, who uh, uh, dies? Um, I thought she was, I, I really kind of wish they had more for her to do in the movie. Um, she was in it very briefly. I, I do think that the character from what we got was really cool. Um, Isn't honestly- Ajak a soap? Ajax? No, that's Ajax. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Ajax, like you're talking about Deadpool? The Deadpool villain Ajax? No, I was talking about soap. Yeah. Isn't that a brand yeah, of soap? They, they yeah, make that joke that in joke Deadpool. In Deadpool. Oh, okay. But this is Ajax. Ajax. This is different. A-J-A-K. Singular. Okay. okay. A jack. Of all trades. Um, a jack of. I kind of... Uh, <laughs> I liked um, I liked her in the role. I think she really had more... I, I don't know if I have much to say on the fact that... Other than the fact that she was... Really good with the, what she what she got, I guess. I mean, I think in terms of the character, the character in the comics has also been a. Uh, I think it's multiple people who are Ajax in the comics. Mm. Like it's kind of like different unimind. No, um, but they they also con- communicate with Celestials in the comics. So like I think uh, Ajax having her be like this person who you know talks to Arishem is pretty cool. Um, I do think it's a. Um, yeah, I think that that had to happen for it to be like some sort of internal family dispute, you know, where like Icarus, you know, turns bad and stuff. Um, yeah, someone had to get the boot. And I think it was hinted at in the trailers that Ajax doesn't really stick around for like some of the meteor parts. Yeah, of we the just movie. know she's on a farm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so. And also, like, that's probably why there's a reason that there's 10. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where, like, when you see a horror movie, you have your two main characters, and then you see, like, 10 more people follow them, and you're like, damn. They're all. These 10 people are going to die. Yeah. It's always the same thing with these, like, uh, there's a reason why there's 10 Eternals, because we're going to cut it down, and by the end, yeah. one doesn't have their powers, two are dead, um, and, and now there's of, only seven or eight Eternals. There's yeah. a lot of internal dispute in the Eternal comics, if I'm Ooh, not mistaken. internal Eternals? And there's yeah. different well, Eternals, too, that, like, the, the Eternals aren't just six people. Oh, there's a lot. There's a ton of Eternals. Almost like X-Men. And they allude to that in this this movie, too. Yeah. Star Um, Fox. But they're also, they they fight amongst themselves in the comics, too. Like, they're always, like, fighting amongst themselves. And so, like, that, bringing that aspect to the movie, I think, was really cool. Because I think maybe people may have been expecting, like, if they didn't know who these, these people were, they were probably expecting, like, a Guardians type of movie where they just, you know, they have some arguments. Not so much real fights with each other. They have some arguments, and then you know they come together at the very end and fight the yeah. villain. In this well, case, it was very complex because they're fighting one of their own, and they're fighting a celestial. They're fighting a deviant. They, they kind of got depowered too because uh, in the comics, all of them can fly, and all of them have yeah. super strength, all and all of them, them are, are you know are Icarus basically. Yeah, yeah. And they're so all, all of them are Icarus. All of them are Icarus. Yeah, and so it's um yeah they they kind of modernized it here, but no, yeah it's 
Yeah. Yeah. Ajax was pretty cool. I guess yeah. who's the next one? Yeah. And her death is kind of a, yeah, the, the mystery that has to unfold and really one of the biggest turning and, points and of, of everything. I think a lot of it is balancing too between the 10. And so like Angelina fucking Jolie is in this movie and it should be, it should be a bigger deal. She's in the MCU, yeah. this and that. And if she's, she's muscle. Well, we can talk about her yeah, next exactly. Tina. But yeah. yeah. And so it, it's one of those things where you, it, she doesn't even feel like she has yeah. a big role, but that's because you need to balance 10 to 12 characters because you're including Kit yeah. Harrington and the people who aren't Eternals and, too. And, and I think she's great. I mean, I feel like one of the things that uh, I've heard after the movie came out is she thought this was a cameo, really, uh, and that the only reason her, Sama Haik, a lot of these really fantastic actors are in this movie is because of Chloe Zhao, and they've seen her other work, and they're like, I want to work yeah, with, with you. Them, yeah. And, I mean, that's really the only reason why Angelina Jolie, I think, would be in the MCU. Well, and they asked her, they're like, hey, do you want to do a solo movie? And she says, no. No. And she's like, I want to, I want to, like, if, if Coach wants to do a sequel, let's do a sequel. I don't think I need this MCU. But I feel like one of the things is she totally committed because she, if I'm, I, I think she may be one of the, the best uh, fighters in the movie to see, like, right, and yeah. would, in terms of like choreography Visuals, yeah. and visually, because a lot of these Eternals have almost non uh you can't see the power in an interesting way like it's just they don't they're not real physical they're like, not they, real they physical shoot but she or is something. yeah in, in, a, in a really cool way but yeah I, I felt like she definitely i mean i mean what what is this this isn't breaking news that angelina jolie has screen presence like she does yeah definitely. um and i and i felt like her relationship with the rest seemed kind of like uh uh kind of a, a like a jaded matriarch in a weird way or like a veteran and she does have that I want to say Moonblink, but that's from Owls of Gaul. What is she? It's the Guardians of Gaul. Guardians of Gaul. What did she say? Weary? Mad she, Weary? She's Mad Weary. And I think that's interesting, especially for her character to have that. Um, and then, you know, by the end of the movie, it seems like she's got, I, she's kind of the de facto leader of that group of Eternals. Does that make sense? Like, or, yeah, Eternals, because I, I think she's maybe the most senior and, and the most powerful of that little yeah, definitely. traveling party. But yeah, I, I think she's great. Well, let's talk a little bit. About uh, 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 Brian. <laughs> sorry, sorry. There's a lot of characters. Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Fastos, paper really boy, paper boy. One of all the about that one of the most boy. conflicted Eternals because yeah, he definitely. has a family. He's probably the Toretto. most the most human Eternal in this movie because he's he was so cool. I think Gemma Chan is like the second. I mean, because you. It's hammered into you that Gemma Chan loves humans. You know, she's, yeah. she loves she, humans. She's banging one. Literally since the beginning sex of time. Scene during, yeah, yeah. Dur- oh, no. Is that her and Icarus? Or? Yeah, that's Icarus. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I was like, her and Kit Harrington have a sex scene. Implied. I got the Starks mixed up. My bad. <laughs> not uh, Tony Stark either. <laughs> I'm talking about Winter. <laughs> it's not the knight who took the black. It's the black knight. <laughs> yeah, both Starks. It's uh, Jon Snow and Rob Stark. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, um, so Brian Tyree Henry Fastos, great character. I, I mean, people are like... I know there's people online shitting on it because he's he's got a kiss scene with a guy and stuff, but it, the fact get, that he has a human, times. yeah, the fact love that he has love. a very human like storyline. He has a family, you know, he has a husband, he has a son, and he doesn't want to do anything other than just hang with them, like just be with them, is really cool. And the and reason he, he goes on this world-ending mission, he, he fucking saves the world for his family. Yeah, and saves, like this is the only like I don't. It's not even the Eternals family. Either. He straight up says he's like I don't serve Erisham at all. He's like I do my own shit, yeah. you know. And then like and it. Pisses, I left the faith. It pisses, yeah, it pisses Icarus off. He's like, "We're Eternals. We're yeah. supposed to be doing this shit." And we're um, soldiers. It's um, yeah, he's great. And then also, he's got some comedic timing in the movie, which is great. And, you know, he's a funny guy. Like, you know, uh, he's yeah, got yeah. comedic chops. Yeah. So Kong uh, versus Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. And, you know, in Atlanta and stuff. And but mostly Godzilla versus Kong. Well, even That's in this, like, like you know, he they, huge. He calls 
Icarus Clark after his son calls him Superman and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it's totally hilarious. Yeah. Um, and he, I don't know, like his, you wouldn't think because of his powers, because he's engineering. Kind of like an, an engineer. He's like, the fucking nerd of the, the group. Like it's te- like, it's the nerd like of the group. Like a technopath or something. And then like suddenly, it's just like, he's the one who puts down Icarus and yeah. you're like, oh, god damn. Cut to atomic bomb. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. True. I mean, that's, it, it goes there. I also, and then that was so I think sad. It goes there. That's a sad part. I think people are kind of when they bring that out. I think it's actually out of bad faith, in my opinion. Like it's kind of like a little. You're, I don't know. Like it's just like you're digging for something that you really want to be pissed off about. In this case, and I, in this case, the movie addresses how fucked up it is. Yeah, like, yeah I think yeah, it addresses yeah. it with that scene. But he during that performance, you can really feel his pain during that. And well, it's just and, like, and, damn, and, that's crazy. Like, that's the reason he walked away. I think it also plays into, like, they're influencing humanity, but they're not they're not helping with the things that they're influencing, you yeah. know? And so that's a big part of the of the movie the entire time, and I think it plays into that. But, yeah, yeah, the, he, he kills it. And you, you can't help but be really, really happy to see these actors, mm-hmm. like Kumail Nanjiani and, and um, what's his name? Brian, Brian Tyree yeah. Henry. Because they're sharing the stage with Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, and they're getting to work with Chloe Zhao on a super big block uh, MCU blockbuster, and this is like the biggest movie making ever gets in 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 the modern era, and um, just really really happy for him, and I, I think. It's what you actually feel more sad for. I felt saddest for Fastos when he was taken by Irishman yeah. at the very end. Like I, I mean, what Kingo? What he didn't get to make another movie, <clears throat> and sure, Cersei didn't get some ass with a uh, with black knight there but like fastos was pulled away from his family like, yeah that's the sad part he's like, the most settled yeah. of them and maybe the most um satisfied with the life that he leads now yeah but mm-hmm. uh, i think that yeah i mean in terms of decisions he makes one of the toughest ones because he has something to lose right compared exactly. to everyone else but um yeah it's actually crazy when we went to avengers campus they had fastos fastos is already a character i know there. i i like and he told us to pose like him and i posed like kingo yeah Really? Yeah. yeah I did. Why? Hey, send me that picture. Why are you? I, I will. I forgot. Why are you a dick? To I, Festus? Yeah, I, I just like. I just love Kingo. And it's important to note that in this really big uh, uh, cast, he is he is the first uh, uh, gay superhero in the MCU, and I would say central character. Yeah, it feels kind of natural, unlike um, that certain Russo brother. Okay. Man. Yeah. I, know. I have oh. to play it myself. <laughs> I no would do one, it. For no one can portray this other than me. <laughs> Um, Sorry. Um, let's talk about. Uh, I, honestly, maybe this is a hot take. Oh, here it I comes. think the best relationship in this movie is between uh, a Druig and Makari. But uh, let's talk about Lauren Ridloff, who plays Makari. Uh, I don't uh, know. I think that came out of nowhere. But whatever. A tough, uh, character. She moves at superhuman speed. A really, I would say it's you know it's a it's a, an often replicated superpower. In, in all of but to be honest superheroes, yeah, superheroes. she's the one that whips ass the most like she has yeah. some of the like probably Visually, the, she yeah. has Good. the best action sequences she gives Icarus the business like hard in the <laughs> no I I, I, I I liked her character a lot she's, she's living on the ship right like she's a, just reading books she's reading books they probably have every book Ever, ever, ever existed. I feel you think like she gets a headache by reading them that fast. And well, I, probably she's probably one of like she's probably instantly one of the smartest Eternals because of how, how much, much she knows. She's consuming. That'd be interesting if she does read really fast. I, I feel like she I, was I hope that they, you know, in whatever, even if it's not like a mainline Eternals movie, in whatever they're in, I hope they give more time to her. Obviously, the movie has ten it's characters. Did Disney but Plus should be? I was like, man, I, I feel like of one of the most interesting characters. Um, in in the movie, and it's hard to split up the time, I guess. But I feel like 
Let's let's uh let's even it out a little bit in the next thing she's in because I think yeah. her and character's good. I, mean, I, I think she might have been the most underwritten eternal yeah. in this movie, and which is a shame because like I think anytime she was on screen, it was a joy to be around her. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. What were Man, you saying? Uh, Disney Plus is that you want content? Yeah. Just give me ten fucking shows of all following all different eternals. Let's get her and Quicksilver racing. Mm. I think she might win. I, I want. Uh, she might win, uh, and I. I She's a robot. Yeah, because yeah, there's no, one Quicksilver is dead, and then the other one's fake. It's true. <laughs> Pietro, <laughs> fake. She's be racing a, a, a regular man, <laughs> dead body. Yeah, on uh, Sokovia. Remember that country? Corn- that was fun, right? Cornucopia. <laughs> Remember when you were worried about Sokovia? Where were those Eternals? Now where were a, the Eternals I, there? Where were the Eternals during Sokovia? The Flag Smashers Wait, would so be I bet, you, I bet if, you a piece of that island came up and you see like the, Eter- like the Eternal that's living in the Earth. Wait, does that mean like, Infinite Ultron killed like the Eternals and the Celestial? He must have, like, yeah. in all of these yeah. universes. Oh, I don't know. Um, let's talk about Druig, who I think is my favorite, just in terms of, like, cool factor, I think, because he, was he the, is... He was in the Green Knight. Played by Barry Coogan. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Coogan. Uh, they describe him as an aloof eternal who can manipulate the minds of others. He's aloof. There's a lot of characters in he, this that he, are aloof. His, his superpower? Guns. Guns. <laughs> no, but he's, he's really, I think, um, fun. And I, I love the relationship that he has with Makari. And I think that there's that cool sequence, of course, where he has a little... Little, little fascist little corner of the of the universe where he's controlling um, everyone's mind. He makes a cult. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, Get that's me into one that of the cult, baby. Por- parts of this movie that isn't really addressed again. I, yeah. I think I'm glad that that he leaves it. Like, and he just leaves polygamy. It. But he um he literally just like what? He, I, I accidentally licked my mic. Oh, he literally just I don't know. He takes a, a group of people and then like raises hey, them like cattle but, almost like but for also, a while those like, people are safe and sort of uh, and also they don't have free one will would call, like one the would way. call them pets well too. that's that's <laughs> that's the complicated part of this is each eternal is given this task this faith of whatever protecting humanity and they all do it a little differently and, and some of them stop doing it well, but yeah. she, he does it i think in a ge- different way genuinely it fucks him up though that's why yeah because like it scars him like the, the years of not doing anything and like he even tells ajak like this is fucking me up like yeah of, of just watching yeah. these people like kill each other in drones with the stuff that we gave them and stuff like that so um and you know, I think that's why his relationship with Mercari means so much because it's that's the human part of him. It's yeah. Like you know, he does like it's not the god who's like I can fix everything and stuff like that. It's it's um like an actual real. Well, I think that's why I really liked it because you know that they may be. I mean, seven thousand years is a really long time, and I don't know where they are. And you know, if it's a you know when their friendship or whatever, and I feel like it's the, it was the biggest question mark. I feel like with with uh, Icarus and and uh, Cersei, I mean we. It was kind of the end, and you know they're just kind of rehashing the end of their love story. Does that make sense? Right. And here was something fresh and new, and I was like, "Oh, this is this to me seems a little more hopeful." And all these Eternals just be banging each other. They should there's like there's like as love, they should be. There's love triangles, but and then there's like a uh, it's like a square because sprites in there too. A dodecahedron. I just realized randomly. I mean, this Gilgamesh is obviously and not related to this, but Makari and Druig in the Marvel Zombies universe, when the zombies what the fuck spread plague when the zombie plague spreads, it spreads to the Eternals too. Mm. It's crazy. Okay. Well, speaking of Gilgamesh, wait, you said Gilgamesh. Oh, speaking of dead things coming back, maybe this works. Um, Gil- <laughs> Gilgamesh is played by Don Lee. Um, yeah, he's the first Korean superhero, but honestly, and maybe the the strongest punch, right? In in the Eternals. Yeah. 
Um, he dies. He does <laughs> like die. I, I, he's, it, I, you, you know, we talked about uh, Ridloff being kind of underserved, but I think this is also one of those things where oh, totally. he's yeah. in it for a moment, he and he's the, gone. He, and, he's then they, and then they switch his voice. They, they hire Bill Skarsgård, It the Clown, to be, to be, uh, to be the Ro. What's the name? Don't Go? you like clowns? But uh, Georgie. Damn, I forgot what I was saying. It's gone. Don Lee. Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, yeah. Oh, um, he's funny when he comes out with the apron. Funny. Yeah, it's I like hilarious. that. I like yeah. that. He's good. And um, he seems kind of like a, I don't know, like a big brother, almost like a patern, like, like a kind of like a father figure, sort of almost in a way, um, to the Eternals, but or like maybe like a very goofy brother. Um, I think he was cool with what he had. I again, I'm just kind of sad that they, un, you know, they didn't write him in as much. And he really, no some, future for his character, right? Yeah, like I think I'd really do like. His sequences, like his action sequences, basically all there for the action. Um, it's only, it's just a shame just thinking about the role because he was really cool in Train to Busan. And that's the movie that I saw him in. Yeah. Um, yeah, he would he would have been better in more scenes, I guess. But I don't know. Well, at this yeah, point, the, to fit. the movie's going to yeah. be like five hours long at You're this like, point. Like, uh, you know, know, we've got these characters and I think we've, we've talked about like three or four that we were like, man, I wish we had seen more of them because it seems like the vignettes that we saw were incredibly interesting, sometimes yeah. overpoweringly more than the stuff that we were seeing. And we're like, man, I really wish we spent more time with them. But yeah, I don't know where. I couldn't even tell you where <laughs> to squeeze that time other than the next thing that they're in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, we talk about some of these uh, relationships that take a lot of time. And in this movie, the main characters, well, let's talk about Icarus because I feel like he may be even secondary to Cersei. But Richard Madden plays Icarus. I guess the, the one Icarus. who is the most faithful to whatever... Whatever mission uh, they're mission on. Mission they're yeah. on, which is really um, interesting. I mean, he is the Superman. He is the he is, yeah. most powerful guy. And by the end of the movie, I believe he kind of sees that he's wrong and kills Commits himself? suicide, which is kind of a dark little thing for an MCU. Flies into the uh, sun, thing. right? Yeah, but does yeah. he die? I don't know. Will well, that kill you? I don't know. I think it will. Okay. All I mean, right. Well, what did you think about Icarus? I mean, it's is a little he just bit of, living in there, a like, little on the like, nose. His name is Icarus. You kind of were yeah. like, okay, oh, something too close to the sun, huh? <laughs> did you feel kind of that? Um, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a broodiness to him, and maybe a lot of unknown. But do you think that that turn where he reveals that he killed Ajax? Do you th- what, what did you feel about his character? Um, and I guess in the middle of this, he's uh, in love too. I'm gonna go ahead and say Richard Madden is a great actor. The chemistry in some of these some of these scenes felt a little off. Yeah, just it, just from my second viewing, where I'm just kind of like, you can tell he's acting his heart out. I'm not like you know doubting his skill or anything. I just think like maybe you might have been mispaired with, I want to say maybe Gemma Chan and um and Sprite possibly like Ajax maybe because yeah. Okay. yeah. But that being said, I mean he has a you know that dude can act because like he you can totally tell. As far as the character goes, like he he's really really even when like you know when, when he, he leads to Ajax's death, like you know he uh he has like a pouting scene, like he gets really pissed off and like shoots like his eye lasers like yeah. everywhere. He was making it seem like the deviants killed yeah. him. And Zhao said the inspiration is Zack Snyder's Man of Steel and that kind of broody moodiness of it makes sense. Of yeah. Yeah. This, this, is where, this is where that type of character is uh, used right <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, totally. I mean. No. Um, but yeah, no, I thought um, Madden's really, really cool. I even like his look. I, I mean, and at first I remember seeing like promo images and the toys and figures and stuff. And I was like, man, I, I don't think I like how plain their costumes were. But uh, towards the end, I was like, 
Damn, it's Jack Kirby as fuck. It's all circles. I was like, damn, lines I'm, I'm gonna be an eternal for Halloween. That's what Jack Kirby is, right? It's just like circles with lines and circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's so, all it um, is. Like. Really, really cool. Um, I liked his look. I even liked the, like, they even gave him a little bit of gray hair, um, his overall design. twinge. Yeah, yeah. They're like a little hint of Reed Richards here. Um, but, a little, yeah. little bit of stress. Um, and then the heat vision, he's got some really, really cool um, fight sequences because he's fucking Superman. And he can fly, the, yeah. The IMAX sequences in the movie, uh, especially at the, the Chinese theater <laughs> in Hollywood, was bonkers uh, because the screen is just so ginormous that it really I was, made my headache feel bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something about the IMAX screen that makes your headaches I was, feel like Ashram. <laughs> feel like Ashram. I was talking. fucking wet. <clears throat> Crickets. No, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, uh, Icarus, <laughs> yes, I think when it comes to action sequences, Drew's right. I think it's probably the most exciting he fights, you're watching. I think he fights and more deviants than anyone Rich, else. I'm, I yeah. know it's not Richard Madden. I know it's CGI. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but he's not flying around yeah, up he's there. Dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really cool because to see him, yeah, he does fight the most deviants. He kills the most. Um, he rips like a wing off of one and then like just like shoots the other one in the ground. He, you know, he, he, uh, he takes out poor Druig in like one... Eye blast of a shot. And it takes all of them to kind of towards the end yeah. to even it's get so him bad His fight with Makari is just so great. And, like, it's and amazing. And even Fastos. I was yeah. like, damn. This yeah, is Fastos pins him down a little bit. Athena. He fight, I would have loved to yeah. have seen him fight but Gilgamesh. I think Icarus is like, you know, yeah, the tragedy of, I think, isn't that Flew the story? The tragedy of Icarus? Yeah, but the I, sun. That, and then he does it at the end. I think, yeah, he yeah. flies into the sun, I guess. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I just kind of don't understand what too, too close is kind of more is when Icarus was really ambitious about the wings that he builds in the Greek mythology. Uh, wouldn't you say that's this? He's too ambitious about the wings of God <laughs> or Ashram? He, he flies into the sun. I think that's where it ends. Yeah, yeah, that's, no. but but also, it's, that's a sad. That's a sad story. I but think to be that, honest, that, I think that's open ended. Like it's going to be Superman, where like he's just living in the sun. And he comes out and he's like, I'm he's like, even live. hotter now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, like I have no clothes. <laughs> I think like, it's oh, like burnt. well, apparently these suns were created by celestials, so maybe yeah. they're all th- something different altogether. Maybe like, there's yeah. a celestial in the sun. <laughs> um, but really cool. I think like I think the I think the Skeeter Davis song "End of the World" that plays. I think that it's kind of. If you listen to the lyrics, I think that's also him. Um, yeah, like the lyrics of that song are kind of talking about him and Cersei in, in a way. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Cersei, Gemma Chan, who is, I believe, the main character main of character this movie. movie. Everything yeah. is kind of set around her. Uh, she's the first um, Asian female lead. And really, she is the leader after Ajax by the end of this, because her role is to convince people that even though we were we're made to be disposed of basically, even though our lives don't mean anything and humanity always fucks up, we still have to do good or, you know, whatever that means. Um, and, um, you know, she, she has that moment at the end where she does have to step up, but what did you think about Cersei? Which I, I just think it's weird that there's all this game of Thrones stuff. The names Stark, Cersei, the actors. I, I what's going on? I, I I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but what, what do you think about Cersei? Uh, I thought she was great. I think um, Gemma Chan puts on a great performance. I think she. Um, I think again. I think it's what whatever she's kind of fed. Like I think she does her best with it. I'm really glad that they have her as the main character though because she obviously loves the humans the most i think with the exception of fastos which is introduced way late in the movie but like Wait, she doesn't like fastos no no i'm talking about like the their love for humans I oh guess. i see like, fastos comes like you know because at one point i thought the movie was getting into its third act and i was like oh shit we still got like two more characters yeah, we yeah, need yeah, yeah. To touch them on um uh yeah so like i think cersei having that is really cool and then having her pair up with uh dane whitman which who will eventually become the black knight um is awesome 
Um, uh, she, um, I, I kind of do feel that maybe this is obviously a better role than what she had in, uh, Gemma Chan was also in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. She played Minerva. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really shines in this one, I feel like. I, I also kind of do think she mm, she wasn't too conflicted by the very end. It seems like she kind of knew what she wanted to do. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, great. I mean, yeah. Like, I think it was a pretty great role. I think as the leader of the Eternals moving forward, she's obviously has a very important role to play in the future of the Marvel Universe. I think if any Eternal is going to come back, it's probably her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, Maybe the other ones too. Obviously, the, the surviving ones will probably all make an appearance at one point. Maybe Guardians or something. You know, yeah. um, especially like you know at the very end, Pip the Elf or something will probably make a Guardians appearance. Yeah. But uh, I think she will be the central Eternal that is dealt with from here on out when it comes to what the story is going forward and and their place in the MCU. And there is a direct, and this is kind of jumping towards the end of this movie. Arsham does take her and, and talks directly Fastos to her, basically. Yeah. And, and Kingo. Kingo. Yeah. And he will spare humanity based on their their memories. Memories, and so really, and if, they see, if, she, if he sees Twitter, he's I know he's spiking <laughs> oh, that earth oh. like a volleyball. I'm I'm you know, and it, and it makes or sense. The 2016 election, he's just oh. gonna be like, boo! All of the I know, just get rid of it. Who cares? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of um, of it that now rides on her seven thousand years of empathy towards humans, which we have to understand is strong enough that she breaks up with Icarus breaks up that makes it seem like such a small thing you know breaks up with icarus and does what she does at the end is this incredibly strong man named kid harrington she <laughs> no, does them at love the end. for humanity and i think that's kind of uh interesting it's also funny how the rest of the ones who are kind of over earth left just in time because uh oh, if, if, if he grabbed them he'd probably just be like damn this place sucks <laughs> um so i'm glad that they didn't uh stick around but um but yeah what do you think about cersei Andrew? Um, she was cool. Um, I, I thought it was really co- funny because, uh, again, working at a comic book store, we're talking about it and people are like, man, I love this character so much and I hope that they do it justice and stuff like that. And they're like, and one specifically um, is this guy we, we hired. His name is EJ. He's really, really – he's, he's, Ooh, he's got a drop on the podcast. Crazy. Yeah, he, he's, he, well, it, it's funny because he loves – An hour in. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, he loves the uh, the Eternals and he was like, I'm going to be Fastos for Halloween and this and that. And so um, he really loves the character Cersei and he was like man i hope they didn't butcher her and stuff like that and she has like she she took down galactus one time and she you know she did all this by herself and so it's really really cool to see her be the one to stop um the eternal from coming out of the planet yeah Uh, yeah yeah. and you get the the big eternal little hints of it where she's like i can't um transmutate like uh living organisms and stuff like that as you know she can turn anything else into whatever she wants yeah but um she can't do it to or- to to actual living breathing creatures uh and she does it to sprite yeah oh no she does it to a deviant oh yeah in the um and she had a little leftover for Sprite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she ends up doing it to obviously an eternal, which is like the biggest yeah. form of life, it looks like. I would have I I would have written it um to where Sprite was like, Can you just kill me? I was like, Can you just make me older? <laughs> can like, you can you imagine? Let me age and then that's it. Like yeah. uh, still keep, be hey, an wait, eternal. Hold on, keep me an eternal. Hey, hey, <laughs> make, make me, me yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if he, she's like, I only have one more wish, I'd be like, damn. Wish for more wishes. Like, just, <laughs> what are you doing? This is like the, the easiest thing in the world. All right, here's what we're going to do. We just talked about the entire cast. <laughs> that took an hour. But we are going to play a really fun trivia game. We'll come back with some of our final thoughts on Eternals. The 
eleven percent on my phone. Welcome back to the pod. (laughs) We are gonna play the Eternals trivia game because apparently this is something we do for every single MCU movie, (laughs) but we are not gonna use. um, I already forgot the name of that program. Kahoot! Kahoot! We're not gonna use Kahoot. This is a first. Instead, we're gonna use text. Oh, Sick. SMS shit. text messaging. John so I eleven percent. Yeah, I, I know, and you know what? If it, if your phone dies, then I win. Then I'm Andrew wins. Guess. So whoever gonna, wins, we, I win. We, we, yeah, whoever and, wins, me. <laughs> um, I'm going to be asking you trivia questions about each Eternal, and ten questions for each Eternal. So that's a hundred questions. I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine being like the costume designer for this, and then they're like, "Hey, Kid Harrington's outfit was my favorite." We got, like, just, we, got, we got a lot. Khakis. <laughs> um, I'm going to be reading some trivia on this movie. Ooh, The Eternals, the movie that just came out. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> spooky. The dark elves. Ooh. <laughs> and John and Andrew in the studio will be texting me their answers, and I will keep track via um, uh, math. This ain't no studio. It's my house. Get out of the studio. Okay, here we go. Here's the first question. Oh, John Andrew, you'll text me separately, um, and then for each for each one you get correct, you get a point. And listeners at home, feel free to play along. Here's the first question: This other Godzilla versus Kong actor or actress was rumored to have a role in the film, so much so that they had to deny it in the press. So this other Godzilla versus Kong actor or actress was rumored to have a role in this film. Um, and I guess the rumor, you know, I mean, we know how hard rumors go and they had to deny yes. it. Looking at you, Spider-Man. Both of you get a point because that actor was, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I guess it's Sprite. Probably. Like, sense? yeah, I would assume Maybe. like, yeah. As 12? Oh no. I know. She, she, they're like, we have 12 Eternals. You're the 12th one. Here we go. Here's the next one. Angelina Jolie was also considered to play this other superhero inspired by a Greek god. What? No, forget that part. Uh, Angelina Jolie was also considered to play this other superhero. Oh, shit. I have fucking no clue. Angelina Jolie was also considered to play this I don't know. superhero. And honestly, Superman. She, I, she has been a superhero because um, Laura Croft, I think, the is tomb. a superhero at this point. Yeah, the Tomb Raider. And Salt. She was Salt, right? Yeah. Salt super, Salt is super. Salt is a spy Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Smith. Mrs. Smith is a superhero. Um, uh, John, you guessed Elektra. Andrew, you guessed Wonder Woman. Andrew, you get the point. She was going to be Wonder Woman <laughs> in the Patty Jenkins version. Wait, what's the what's the song oh, wow. that comes out in the Snyderverse? That? <laughs> That's Dune. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's true. Same. <laughs> I already forgot. Um, you know that they had to create like 3,000 sounds for Dune that were not digital. They actually... And like the sound designers are out there, Shakira, yeah, trying, trying to like, win an Oscar, but like there's sounds in it of like they had someone swallow a microphone or some shit, and that's the sound shit. of the worm. Rest in peace to that that <laughs> sound designer. <laughs> they had him shit it out. <laughs> that's why in the movie when the sandworm comes out, it's oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that movie? Oh, They're like, damn, <laughs> sandworm's choking. All right, here we go. Here's the next question. Brian Tyree Henry was also in two other superhero films. Name one of them. Oh, fuck. Really? Brian Tyree Henry. This is his third superhero movie. Just name one of them and you get a point. If you name both of them, you get two. That's Shut what I'll say right now. I'm giving points out. I'm slinging them left and right. Brian Tyree Henry Fastos was Hold in on. a fuck. movie. Fast ass. Two of them. And these are, these are big movies. 
I mean, super, all super. I mean, was there like a, a underground superhero movie? Yeah, Ghost Rider too. That was not underground. That yeah, was, but it was it was not a big movie. High on my list. Um, John. Oh, Andrew, you haven't guessed. Yet. I don't know. John uh-huh. guessed Venom, and Andrew, you guessed Lego Batman. Brian Tyree. None of you get a point because Brian Tyree Henry was in Into the Spider Verse, and he was in the Oscar-winning film The Joker. Was he? Ah, ah. Oh, wait, that's not even that version. Here's the next one. This is only the second MCU film to be released in 4K in theaters. What is the other? Why say it again? It's kind of nerdy. Maybe this is too nerdy. But this is only the second MCU film to be released in 4K in theaters. What was the other? What's really interesting, you know, people are obsessed with 2K and 4K and all that shit. Most movie theaters only show 2K. (laughs) Unless you're going to like a Dolby 4K or Sony, whatever, you're seeing it in 2K. And this is the only movie to be released in 4K. Too many Ks, in my opinion. The other movie, uh, John, you guessed Shang-Chi. Andrew, you guessed Endgame. The other movie was Black Widow. Hmm. Okay. That wouldn't be a Lizzie. Okay. Okay, here we go. I don't. I don't know. I guess I'll say this one. I guess we talked about this actor before, but in uh, um, hmm. which Eternal was Army Hammer considered to play? Oh shit! Army Hammer was considered to play probably this the most obvious Eternal. one. Who was that? Which Eternal eats a Jack? <laughs> Let's see. You both get a point because he was supposed to play Icarus, which is interesting. I I uh. Is has Army Hammer been in a in a? Oh, I guess so. Kind I think of. the Lone Ranger. Yeah, I guess Lone Ranger. He was kind also of a... cast as Batman in George Miller's Justice League. Wow, that never happened. Mm. He's also the Winklevi. <laughs> yeah, the superhero of Facebook. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the next one. This film is only. Oh, wait, this film is the only Marvel film to gain an 18 plus. Oh wait, age rating in this country due to its homosexual characters. This film is the only Marvel film to gain an 18-plus age rating, which basically rated R, in this country in due country? to its homosexual characters. This one might be a little too political, but uh, who cares? Probably. Let's, let's cancel this country. <laughs> uh, John and Andrew, you both guessed similar answers. I'm not going to read it out loud, but the, you both get it wrong because the country is Russia. Makes Homo- sense. Homosexuality is illegal. Oh, sense. It is illegal in Russia. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that is. Get with it, Russia. Get with it, Russia. Get out of town, Vladimir Putin. Get out of our election process. Although I will say, Russia, number one country for listening to Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? So, dos vidania to our friends. I can't believe we're, I can't believe we're, we probably have some listeners in Russia. We're probably like making fun of them. Oh, uh, uh, stay safe. Um, here we go. In America, speaking of ratings, only one other MCU film has a PG-13 rating for sequences, oh, for sexual sequences. Which is it? I'll say it again. In America, only one other MCU film has a PG-13 rating for sexual sequences. I feel like you're both going to guess the correct, the same one, but it's going to be incorrect. Pro-sex. Oh, you both guessed Iron Man. The movie was The Incredible Hulk. What the fuck? Is that insane? Oh, remember because no that, that's either. part of the 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 actual. Oh like, yeah, but like still, plot of the yeah. story. He's like, I can't. Because and I'm you gonna, know, Iron Man skirted around it. They just woke you. up together. They don't actually like all of these they, movies are no, PG. The all of these movies are PG. That no. is fucking no, no, insane. No, 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 no. This but, is just PG-13 for sexual oh, scenes. Yeah, okay, exactly. okay. That's why. No, yeah, all of the MCU movies rated G. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what the fuck? Rated E. For everyone. All right, here's the next one. For which Eternal was Rami Malek, 
Keanu Reeves and Luke Evans considered for this role by Sarah Finn Casting, who casts all these MCU shit. Which Eternal was, uh, I mean, this is insane. Rami Malek, Keanu Reeves, and Luke Evans. Those are some big old names. Yeah, I know. God damn. Hold on. Give, give me a second. Andrew Guest Iron Man. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, Which I Eternal? I, I kind of do. Just from the build. From the from the from looks, the build from the build as in from the build with their face. You know what? I will say they all all of these people are similar. In yeah, the, like in the face. Yeah, in, wise, in the yeah. face, Andrew guessed Kingo. John guessed Druig. John, you get a point. It's Druig. Yeah, it has to be yeah. Druig. Like they all have to be like soft spoken and. I thought I it was gonna be. Of this, so of this Gilgamesh. list, who think who do you think is the next to join the MCU? Rami Malek, Keanu Reeves, or Luke Evans? Keanu Reeves. No, no, Luke Evans. Probably. No, oh, I mean, I guess it's like Luke Evans is role. already in the Disney thing. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he's Luke, already, yeah, Luke he's Evans. He's already yeah, got yeah. the gas tank. Rami Malik was already in a, a Bond No Time movie. to Die. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I feel like Keanu Reeves, if he joined mm. the MCU, it would be, have to be a pretty sizable Yeah, that's role. the thing. Is like, you can't have people like yeah. Keanu Reeves Ooh. joining because he's got a lot of You know of who power. I would pay? I, I, I would want to see uh, 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 Maharsha Ali as Blade fighting... Keanu Reeves. That'd be cool. Ooh, as Deacon Frost. That'd, That'd be, be pretty neat. cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, call me. Uh, Hollywood. Yeah, Feige. Feige. Open invite. Call me. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's tie. John and Andrew both have three. There's only two questions left, so this may end in a tie. Like <laughs> soccer. Like these Eternals. They in, fight that's tie. true. This movie ends in a weird tie, and then the group splits up anyways. In November of 2019, the Canary Islands set had to be evacuated due to the discovery of what? You're not going to get this. Some of this movie was shot in the Canary Islands. Say it again. And in November of 2019, the set had to be evacuated due to the discovery of what? Hmm. (laughs) You're not going to get this. Yeah, definitely not. I don't know why I wrote this, but who cares? Hold on, I got one. COVID. (laughs) All all of our listeners in the Canary Islands are are mad because they know exactly what what this is. What the fuck? How do you not know this? (laughs) They were there. Uh, If one of you guessed Canaries, I'm going to be so pissed. Nobody did. Okay. Andrew said oil spill. John said a new species of scorpion. That's very scary, and you can evacuate. That was very specific. I know. That's very specific. I think you've got Mortal Kombat on the mind. It's like Matt Gargan from Spider-Man. I I love that trailer. Somebody just saw The Rock's mummy. (laughs) Scorpion (laughs) King. I know. Um, No, it's bomb remnants. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, that's very scary. Final, final, final question. I like feel ma- like mines, like landmines. It's gonna remnants? land in a tie, isn't it? Uh, remnants of a bomb. Uh, there's, uh, I guess, a military base mm-hmm. there, and they found some, and they had to evacuate the set. Fucking hell, that's crazy, crazy right? Okay, Fucking so hell. Here's the final question. You should get. I would say both of you should get this right, but because no. the well, I'll tell you why. Because uh, Gemma, the here's is- the question. Gemma Chan, Gemma Chan also played a mystical, powerful character. In this 2016 fantasy film that we covered on Revenge of the Sequel. That's right. There's an episode of us talking about this on Revenge of the a Sequel. fantasy character. I feel like Gemma have- Chan also played a mystical, powerful character in this 2016 fantasy film. Hold on. Let me go through my Revenge of the Sequel. Like I'm not going to tell you the name of the Damn, character. You, I think that You may... said the year, and John's good at years, so he might get it. Uh, 2016, yeah, yeah. 2016. 2016. But also, we talk about old movies in our Revenge Sequel, so that doesn't exactly help that no, much. No, 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 no. Hold on. Like, but we see. talked about this movie on Revenge of the Sequel. 2016 is the year of Ghostbusters, the year of the, suicide, or the original Suicide and it, Squad. And it also has to be a sequel, um, obviously. 10 <laughs> so, Cloverfield Lane. Fuck, what, what else was that year? Let's see. You said fantasy? Mm-hmm. 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 
2016. We talked about Revenge Sequel. Uh, here's another. It's a pretty big IP. Uh, I think I got it. Hold it's on. pretty big. I'll give you the name if it helps, but I won't. Because I, I don't know how well you know this IP, both of you, so I don't know if I gave the What's name. What's the director of the movie? No, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm just going to guess, guess. No, guess. I'm not. No. <laughs> just guess. I, I guess. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. Shit. You're not going to guess. I can't guess. I mean, right, I I'll let you three. both guess again. I'm going to say the name of the character, but I don't think this is going to help. But a lot of people who listen to this, or maybe we're in a sequel, will know because it's a pretty big IP. Her name, her character name is Madame Yazoo. <laughs> Does not it's help. It's a band. Right? Yeah, just okay. like, uh, Yaz plays that song. I am very... I will say I did not remember this movie much, although I want to watch it again. Madame Yazoo. And, this, and the other sequels in this... Warcraft? No. God, it's not, no. It's not a sequel, Jen. Oh. <laughs> it's a sequel to my heart. I'm going to give you another clue. This is a prequel. Fuck. I still I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Huge IP. You know what's crazy <laughs> is you're probably describing the genre to us wrong. As soon as you can say the movie, no. you're going to be like, nope, you, you, that's not it. What am I saying? Mystical, powerful character as Madame Yazoo in this 2016 film, which is a prequel to one of the biggest IPs of the last maybe 20 years? <laughs> They're freaking out about this. I think that this is maybe a blind spot for both of you in terms of sequels. There's no way you did not see every single movie in this franchise, is what I'll say. God damn. Or at least in I, there's actually, oh, okay. I know there's I no I know. way. Maybe. Wait, there, no. There's zero way, there's 0% chance I don't that know y'all this have, shit. Okay, I'm here we go. I'm going to tell you. Ready? Yeah. Fuck this. The film, and I guess it ends in a tie. Andrew guessed Hellboy at the end is Fantastic Beasts Beast. and Where to yeah, Find Them. Yeah, I knew it was like, it was Fantastic Beasts. Y'all have it, seen like, all yeah. the Harry Potters, right? I have seen them. Okay, there we go. I, John has not. John hasn't seen The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, okay. But you're just, you're pro. Um, and to be honest, that uh, the Fantastic Beast is uh, forgettable. It's a prequel. Yeah. Well, it's also forgettable. Yeah. I, I think I, yeah. You I, don't like the smolder of like, what about the animals? It's it's too self-indulgent. It's just like. Okay. Yeah. J- J.K. Rowling needs to hop off that train so get let somebody else take yeah, the reins. Get that notorious turf out of there. And if you want to know what John thought about the movie, and maybe Andrew, listen to Revenge of the Sequel, where we talk for an hour and a half about this movie. For yeah, 2016. <laughs> Apparently. All right, everyone. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back from that break. Well, let's talk a little bit outside of the characters, just overall about the movie. A lot was made about, I guess, the way it looked. Mm, we shot on set. Remember yeah, when Feige on went location, out there? On set. On location. On location. But remember when Feige, like, publicly said this? It's going to be the best shit ever. Blew everyone. Like, I, I also feel like maybe that's why the audience response is a little tepid, because, I mean, they set these really high expectations totally, before the movie yeah. came out. You had the guy in charge of Marvel saying this was like nothing you've ever experienced and then you watch it and there's actually quite a few familiar things and yeah. you're like, oh, the, I have the experienced The structure is pretty What do you think familiar. about the way it looked? Because it is different even though it was filmed by someone who's who shot a ton of Marvel stuff already. Um, it was, uh, I think, um, in talking with someone else about who's seen the movie, I think it's a breath of fresh air. I think it's like, you know, I think maybe we've gotten a little too used to green screen and you know like i don't know i'm probably just projecting on that but it was i guess just really nice to see stuff on location i you know the, i think the visuals kind of linger on at you know on the landscapes and stuff and it's pretty awesome to see that you don't normally see that in the movie and then if you think too hard about it you're like how the fuck are the eternals getting around because it's fast 
Well, I guess like you know, like Kingo has like a jet and shit. I guess yeah. that makes they got sense. Domo, they got the domo. Yeah, I thought they well. were. I thought Icarus was just dropping them off, like just like flying them one, one by one. And then I guess um, uh, Makari can run. Yeah, but the well, Makari's not there for until like That's the true. ship until the ship. Yeah, um, but it seeing all these locations is really cool. I mean, it's a very it's very different from what the what Marvel does before, um, which is normally just kind of like you know you set it in a building or you set it in something that doesn't exist yeah and so in this case like you know you're setting it on an island you're setting it like in the desert you get uh, that south you dakota got that, you got that kind of uh, like winks at the new realism of zhao which is a lot of sunsets yeah it's a lot of dusky those are like easter eggs within like the zhao uh like kind of like filmography yeah, because yeah. you know he, she does it a lot in the rider and in nomadland um i think it was pretty cool um it was, um, I welcome it. I mean, I, I don't know why people were saying that, like, I don't know if this is a negative aspect of the movie. I think people are, if anything, people are more disappointed that it's not more Chloe Zhao-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes sense. I mean, because at the end of the day, I guess we'll get into this here in a second. Like, it's a Marvel movie. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you're made, you're making this movie for a studio that's used to doing some stuff a certain way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have some suspicions about some of the ways they kind of, um, uh, I guess in the public portrayed the the look of this movie and what actually happened. I think one of the things about Zhao and the new realism and Terrence Malick thing is it's it's the composition of like, hey, you're in this beautiful place in nature and your character is there feeling uh, an emotion or something like that. Right. And uh, it's about everything that's in the frame at that moment. In this movie, you get like the background of that and then... Like something will be uh, CGI to be distracting right in the middle of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's a little less. It's kind of on its face, uh, like just using the background of of that new realism. But then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna distract you with something that isn't actually part of the the whole composition. And I have a feeling that when uh, Zhao went back into the studio, editing studio, I think that's when they kind of started like, oh, we didn't use green screen, but you know what? In 2021, you don't need green screen anymore to add shit. Does that make sense? Like saying that there's no green screen isn't really a big deal. Oh yeah, I mean anymore. yeah. I don't think it's like there's a lot of things that don't. I don't have think green I've screen. ever had a problem with it unless it really looks weird. Like yeah. I, you know, um, and I guess that that has stuff to do in the technical process, like maybe the rendering or something. Yeah, but um, it, I thought it was like okay. I it just you can kind of feel like that it's kind of a. You know, like a mixture, like a almost like a Frankensteining of two different styles, like either yeah. of a Marvel style and then a person who does very small indie movies. Because this is not that. This is the Marvel almost at the biggest scale it's ever been. Yeah, in a in a way. So the most new characters I think we've seen. Yeah, and the mar- then, main well, characters. Also, in terms of scope, like it's the biggest it's ever been. I feel like in this case, like you know, other than when Spider Man comes around. Uh, so like, you can't hear yourself. Are you good? But um. Yeah, so like it's just uh, you weren't talking. You can't hear yourself. You're just like <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I you know, and and I think that there is also just that. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we you said something about like the expectations on the original podcast or the the spoiler free podcast. You did say like something like, I think the expectations are out there. I think like you know, I I kind of want to turn it over to you here in a second of talking about the production history because I think you may have done more research into that than I have, but. The um, as far as like what the audience is like, kind of expecting out of Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao just won the Best Picture Oscar. She won the Best Directing Oscar for Nomadland. Couldn't that's I mean the expectations couldn't be higher. You yeah, won an exactly. Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Best so, like, Director. You're yeah, thinking like, crazy. and it's what you said. Like she made this movie before. 
It's Before winning. Nomadland, I feel like, yeah. right? Didn't she? Like, uh, like she, made I her think on the she same shot time? it after, but I mean, it was all concurrent in a weird yeah. way. She was, I think, in pre-production <clears throat> during the shoot of Nomadland. But like, the thing is, like, you can't. I don't know. You're also making a movie for that's gonna have to please the masses yeah. and stuff. Like, you know, Nomadland wasn't as much as I love that movie, and as much as well, I mean, the Academy loved that movie. It's not exactly. It didn't set the box office on fire, nor was it meant to. So, like. Yeah, I don't know what this people one are is ex- meant to. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It well, it's to, it supposed to. to. Yeah, like yeah. it's like I don't know if it's the, what people were expecting when they saw Chloe Zhao's names attached to this to this movie. So, I think like, this is the this is the thing with uh, these filmmakers that Marvel targets and, that are. I mean, Chloe Zhao is a notor. Like she has a very specific. Thing she didn't that she's win the doing. Oscar before, like when Marvel targeted her, she had no, no Oscar. No there. way, and she she's on this journey where all of her films are exploring humanity and the relationships and nature and all of that. So I think a lot of critics definitely thought, well, where does Mar- where does the, this Marvel movie fit in that exploration? And then finding out, not really close to that stuff. No, definitely. It's its own thing. It makes her seem like a director for hire, which I think at the end of the day, people need to be okay with that. Cause yeah. she, especially in a Marvel was. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a Marvel movie. Yeah. There's there, there, there's a long history of people who want to shape their movie in a different way that, that Marvel doesn't want. And you said that like, and, and they're gone. They yeah, got fired. I think you said that. Yeah. You said that before the, before that we started recording is like Edgar Wright, you know, Not, we were yeah. talking about last night. So Scott Derrickson, yeah, Scott Derrickson Gone. didn't want to be for Doctor Strange 2. Um, Edgar Wright with Ant-Man, you know, left. Um, Alan Taylor has voiced his, you know, what happened with Thor The Dark World. How yeah. he had, yeah. like, complete freedom during the shoot. And then, like, no <clears throat> no freedom at all during the editing. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to... When you come in and do the Marvel way, some people can play ball. Like, a, Taika Waititi can... Yeah. Obviously has that... He can... Kind effect, of please both. Affect yeah. what he can. <clears throat> yeah, and then James Gunn is this other other person. Like, you know, James Gunn is like, can do his own thing, but also still have to like, he still plays by the rules. Everyone yeah. has to. And I think some it's easier for some people and then not as easy for other people. I think for Chloe Zhao, I think we should cut her some slack though because this is her first big studio-driven movie. Yeah, and I, they did, uh, I, <clears throat> I think I texted y'all, They after she won the Oscar, they did revisit the movie because she had, you know, she probably went up there with her, Oscar. Yeah, and she was, like, <laughs> I was hey, like, hey, I make good movies. Yeah, let me actually get a cut of this movie now yeah. or, or something like that. But I mean, that that's kind of, I, I feel like what I'm learning from the MCU is they are not entirely director driven as really other movies. As DC, but and then you saw that. <laughs> or like every, basically every other movie that uh, that is like the end all be out director. This, this is a... This is a giant machine where the where the writers of the movies are onboarded, kept in like super secure rooms so they can write the movie. And then they find a director who works, you know, within the framework of this story. Um, and then the producers day to day are the ones guiding it, you know, through. And I think, you know, we brought up some successful uh, uh, Marvel directors, but, you know, you've seen a Taika movie. And it's it's still very different from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, totally. Or yeah, you yeah. see a honestly a, a James Gunn movie, and, and it's, it's still pretty it's, different. Yeah, like very different than a Guardians movie. Yeah, than yeah. a Guardians movie. So I think you're right, and I think that's kind of the bigger, I guess, like the Eternals existential thing that's happening for Marvel because this movie, um, I mean, it it didn't do what 
everyone uh, kind of was do. sort of expected, yeah. not just in terms of the critical response, but it seems like some of the audience maybe just felt the runtime a little bit, or I don't know what the deal is, but, um, and then of course it's COVID. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't even talk about box office, but I, um, I'm, it's, it's, it's really interesting because I think there is this existential thing with Marvel where, um, you know, if, if this is a long story or a story that's being told by a brain trust or producers, where does these kind of visionary, where do these visionary directors fit in there? And yeah, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where they fit. But yeah, you know. I mean, it's a. I don't. I think there still will be. A, there will come a time where a director will probably put a stamp, maybe, on like, and will break the mold. Um, it's a shame that it's not this movie. I think people were expecting that. Maybe I was expecting that too. Um, that being said, I still think it shook the formula up. Like, I think you don't get you this movie. I think none of the Marvel. Some of the Marvel movies feel similar to each other. Like you know, in terms of yeah, like the yeah. structure and stuff. And this one. When it comes to structure, yes, it does feel like other movies. Um, but in terms of the entire overall feel of it, it's very much something different. Yeah. And so I think that's enough in this case. Like it's enough that this feels different than uh than your typical Iron Man or Thor movie. I mean, it's different than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was just gonna be the Eternals versus the Deviants, and then you know that that like I thought it was gonna be more cookie cutter than it was. And then Icarus turns on everybody, and I was like, oh fuck, Sprite's leaving, and you have to deal with Angelina Jolie freaking out and shit. So I think it wasn't as predictable as I thought it was gonna be. But it's also one of these things where yeah, like it like it's Marvel's mo to to do these things. Like you need a CGI ending because how the fuck are you gonna put Erishim there in there, yeah, you know, yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And so you yeah, need these that, stakes to be higher than. The, the last movie, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's one of these movies that I think is going to age a little bit w- more uh, well with time as it goes on, as we see the bigger picture of like now we're into the big cosmic shit and multiverse this and um, you know it's not even the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. It's just Marvel Cinematic Multiverse now. Yeah, and, MCM. And now we're bringing in everything that's been canon. There are rumors that you know Patrick Stewart is in WandaVision. I mean, is in uh, Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, then I were say in WandaVision. I was like, I gotta rewatch. They're re-editing episodes. God. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, when also Sam Raimi, who directed the Spider-Man trilogy, is doing Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff hitting the fan right now that I think um, people will look back on and be like, oh, this was the start of it, which yeah. is, again, Loki, WandaVision, and then stuff like this, where we're getting into the bigger um, and and badder uh, things. And, you know, we haven't even talked about the after credit scene. I'm but glad you brought it, it up because I think it we will know. It busts it wide open um, and it... it it introduces characters that you didn't think were going to be here. So it, it, I think it's, it, again, it's going to age a little bit better uh, yeah. later. Well, there's two main after credit scene. There's a mid credit scene and a, and a post credit scene. I hate that now we know what mid credit and post credits are, the differences between the two. In the first one, um, Thena, Makari, and Druig are visited by... Erisham. What is it? Erisham. Erisham, the, uh, played by... Harry Styles from One Direction, baby. Oh, no, no, Star Fox. I meant, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, Heroes. what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I thought you meant like this is when they were getting took. But um, uh, Th- Thanos' brother, Star Fox, um, and bum, his bum, assistant, bum, Pip bum, the bum, Troll. Bum. It's also Eros. Eros, and yeah. And Eros. Pathos and Logos are to follow as oh, well. Oh, boy. And Thanos, I guess, is there, right? Um, and and uh, Pip the Troll, voiced by Patton Oswalt. Um, it seems like they are going to join our, I don't know, what do we call them? Space event? Uh, yeah, space? They're called Eternals. the Eternals. Well, I'm saying like this group <laughs> okay. of Eternals. Yeah, just like... The Eternals. Ex- Rebel Eternals. Ex-Earth Eternals yeah. or whatever. Um, what did you think about uh, seeing Harry Styles up on that screen? Uh, uh, man, the theater lost it in our screening. Yeah, I think I, that was the first time. I Even when I was with the second the second screening that I was at, um, the, the theater was empty because it was kind of early in the morning. Um, 
Not they a good still, sign for a Marvel movie. They still... People were like... I, there was still a very noticeable reaction when Harry Styles came on screen. I mean, it's Harry Styles. I've never... I will think go ahead hot. and say... Yeah, I will go ahead and say I thought Harry Styles was great in Dunkirk. Um, I didn't sure. know there was a giant fandom behind Harry Styles. Wow. People I did not know. Him. I did not know. What, yeah. it, what, what band was he part of? One Direction. One Direction. That what it is? And yeah. he's on his own now. There's just a lot of those bands. That's you don't, why. You don't Direction. know Watermelon Sugar High? Is oh that him? My God. Yeah. I thought that was Adam Devine. Nope, that's him. I think Harry Styles is big. Um, that, the movie's about being put. This was this was this is kind of spoiled to me because song. after the after the uh, the Eternals premiere, Harry Styles was suddenly the number one trending thing on Twitter, and I was like, "What's going on? Like this is yeah, it's literally Eternals number one, and then number two, Harry Styles. I just think, and yeah, they we're connected. I just like I don't a Harry Styles. It should have been someone else because uh, I don't I don't see the connection between we'll, Josh Brolin. Yeah, and, <laughs> well, no, no we'll have no, to see kidding. how he how he plays it. I mean, I to I mean, I haven't seen Harry Styles in a leading role like in a Dunkirk uh, but he's not exactly he's supporting. like yeah he's there but I mean like I Harry Styles I, I don't know we'll have to see it but I, I feel like him on stage the presence that he oh that it, it commands I do think he's a, I do think it's a welcome respect I think if anything this will get people not that there are I mean it's the number one movie two weeks in a row I think if anything this will just pop you know popularize the Eternals even more and yeah. also yeah also um the people who are into the MCU Pretty old now because yeah. we've been 10, 12 years. Yeah. And so we were, when we were tw- 20, now we're 30. Yeah. We love so One Direction. <laughs> this is how you hook the young, the the young audience. Yeah. And so you're like, damn, how do you keep people uh, yeah. from coming on? And just introduce Harry Styles. And, it, that, and honestly, it was like an incredibly lighthearted scene. Almost it like even fit to the rest of the well, movie. Yeah. Right? And that's it why like I was, was like, directed by James Gunn. Yeah. I was like, are these. Do we even. Should we even count these credits as part of the movie? Because I don't know. Because Pit the Troll is a very like. It's a character that's like very deep yeah. cut from Marvel, but also like that's a character that I think is more fit to say in the gun universe. Yeah, the this is version. like Deadpool showing up. It feels yeah, like yeah. that level of whoa, this is another. If the troll thing. does hang out with like Adam Warlock, I think in the comics, so I think this yeah. might be a connection to and again, Guardians Three. Remember, there were other movies that were supposed to come out before Eternals, including Thor: Love and Thunder. So yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll be interested. The second end credit scene is the one uh, that is really, really exciting. Uh, and that is Dane opening a chest with the ebony blade. With the, the ebony blade, and I guess yeah, yeah, it and makes him the Black Knight. And I don't like that it's an ebony blade, and then blade is there. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of interesting because yes, we do hear the voice uh, of Maharsha Ali as Blade, which I think that that just indicates that the Blade movie is going to be different, which I think is good. Right, it'll because, have Dane Whitman in it, apparently. Really? Oh, well, I guess that makes sense, because, yeah, he's, I'm forming a team. <laughs> um, but I, I'm... <laughs> uh, Midnight Suns. You know, I, I, I was telling Andrew this after the movie, that, uh, you know, I I, th- I don't see Blade fitting into the regular MCU much at all. Like, it, in terms of the way it looks, and the way, it, the way it's just overly meta, and the way that there's, like... You know, Doctor Strange is in going to be in like fifty percent of the next uh, MC movies or something like that. Uh, yeah, and Eternals makes me think that the Blade movie can be darker, can be rated R, which it, I don't care about the rated R, just as long as there's good gore and shit in it. You know, like and the vampire stuff. And I feel like we are entering that kind of world, and I think that's uh, really exciting. But what do you think about Blade? I think it's um to to add what you said. Like it doesn't really, you couldn't really see it. I still can't. I I do like that Marvel is going into this really weird territory because, like, you know, even watching the Moon Knight teaser a couple of days ago, I don't know how the fuck that fits. Yeah, like that's Moon Knight a little too weird. Looks like, good. Yeah, it's really weird. Like yeah. Moon Knight is a I don't guy know where who, She Hulk fits. 
Like <laughs> no, but like a Moon Knight. Oh, I mean, Andrew literally said that he doesn't know where She Hulk. I mean, but also like like um, logistically, once they get through all of the New York superheroes, you're gonna be like on every well, corner. Moon Knight is like Hell's you know, Kitchen. He's possessed by a, like an ancient spirit, like Egyptian spirit or something, and he's like. Ah, I don't know. That's just that's insane to me. And he's basically Batman. Well, I I think from the or sort of he's Batman like. He's not the visuals look pretty exciting. Yeah, for and then that, you know Oscar Isaac is obviously going to elevate the material. Oh yeah, Oscar. Um, but yeah, we're getting into weird territory like that. Um, so like Blade yeah. throwing, Blade coming in, and you know being a part of the Marvel yeah. universe is pretty odd. But like I guess well, let's do it. Yeah. Like you know what else is there? You know if we're at giant celestial gods like that literally yeah. can spike earth like a volleyball then why not bring i've in, got like, a little some thing about um kit harrington harrison's wait kit harrington's character too i mean i appreciate him in the movie and stuff but a part of me after that credit scene made me think like did they just cast him to get to this credits does that make sense like it's like to the black knight they could have honestly cast anyone Someone to, to really, be the, really to be liked the, Game of Thrones. Like, really, well, that's really, true. Like, Game of Thrones. really went hard into the Jon Snow th- thing. But I was like, huh. It's, it's kind of weird. Because I was like, man, this whole movie, this whole time you had this dude. And I feel like that may be also the reason why on Earth, the, all, all Eternals are gone. There's no Eternals on Earth anymore yeah, not, by the not, end of yeah. this. So whatever threats happen, however long Arsham takes to read their memories, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, there, there, there can be a, a big threats on Earth. Because the Eternals are gone, and I, I was like, "Oh, okay." That that maybe it felt like a plot thing too, just to be like, "Let's remove the gods." Yeah, and then the Ebony Blade and the Black Knight is an interesting character because that's the Ebony Blade obviously gives the Black Knight his powers or gives Dane Whitman his powers, but it drains his life force. So that's yeah. I think that's a hint to the thing that's saying like, "Death is my reward" on the yeah. blade when he opens it up. Um, that's gonna be an interesting movie to see. And he like, said his. Family lineage, right? yeah, like yeah. Because it's passed down. He said his uncle, and his uncle in the comics is another Black Knight. Like it's just it's passed down through the ages. Like the the mantle. Is Wait, are you down. telling me they're they're sticking Kit Harrington back into the the medieval times? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, yeah. That's why I said it earlier. I was like, the knight who took the black has become the Black Knight. Who's watching? What is? Well, I forgot. Game of Thrones stuff. Watching the wall is that what something? My yeah. watch has ended. My watch has ended. Mm. Yeah. And then the White Walkers. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. Well, Watu's watch hasn't ended though. Oh, I, there's a lot of incest. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think about the after credit scene with <laughs> Blade? Um, I thought it was cool. Um, I expected something from Kit Harrington's character throughout this entire movie, and so when he started, because he's kind of a big actor to have as just well, also and, like it's, well, it's like side his, piece. His, his his name is the alter ego of the Black Knight. It's and cheesy so, like, when, when he I says like it, it's yeah. complicated. My history, like it's just well, like, and oh, like okay, yeah, and I'm like finally, like this is what I've been waiting for. Like I've been waiting for you to do something all movie, bro. And instead, you're just uh, kind of just being comedic relief and like playing second fiddle to like this superhero that you can never match up to. And so Icarus. now. Um, it's really cool because I mean, Thickerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, now it's uh, it's really cool because now we're gonna get to see the full power of the Black Knight, which I heard that he can fucking beat like Captain America by himself and shit. And yeah. you're like, oh fuck, he like, like matches Thor on power levels. And yeah, stuff, and you're like, yeah. holy crap. And so now, um, hopefully, Blade takes him along for the ride or, or trains him. He's like, hey, what better way to train with the Blade than with the namesake? All uh, blades are named after me. <laughs> I was the original Blade. I wish. I just want. Blade, the to Blade suck movie. On him a little bit. Well, that and also like vampire. There needs to be techno music to the fullest, and yeah, bring that back for uh, yeah, dig for through the ditches and burn through the. W- oh no, that's <laughs> that's Rob's Matrix. <laughs> sorry, my bad. I'm really yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm really uh, excited. I guess for this side of 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 the MCU, whatever this may look like. 
I am concerned that the uh, I forgot his that name. That he's an eternal. No, I'm that the producer. It's it. You know, I, I I think Disney. I think you texted that Disney's the most reactionary and safest studio out there, which mm-hmm. is true. They will literally put shit out on Disney Plus if it's safer to do. And I I hope that their reaction, which it probably is going to be what it is, is after this movie for them to be like, oh snap, let's hard pivot. Back into like Avenger stuff, yeah, which is gonna be interesting, I guess. I don't, but uh, no, I think Marvel it always comes back around with Marvel, even if we don't see them anytime soon, it's gonna come back around, Disney you know? Plus, baby. Well, that's the thing, what is, if? like, She Hulk has what, like, the Abomination and fucking and a Wong. again, I'm Abomination's so back, like, yeah. So, like, it's there, and then you know, it didn't take long for Ross to come back around with, with uh, Civil War, Civil War, so like, it's just. They're gonna they'll take the they'll take the Eternals. You're, yeah, you 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 might be right. They might be hard pivoting. I don't think so. You from what you said, the producer doesn't seem like he's yeah. Wanting I, I, to I, like I gotta it. find his name. He's the producer of Black Panther. He made this movie or yeah. he produced this movie as Kevin well. Feige. Nate Moore, and they, I think, right? and it's not so, Ken Feige. Yeah, they Nate asked him about yeah. more Eternals, and uh, Chloe Zhao said she wants to come back and make more Eternals, uh, and he just said it's not um, near their priority list. I mean, because they probably have to just introduce a lot of stuff. I mean, you yeah, and also, you if you don't look get at the slate from MCU, they're they're busy. But also, you don't get a sequel into, like, another phase. They're still in phase four. All this stuff that they just yeah. announced is still phase four. Like, you're not going to get into phase five. They got too much happening right now. Yeah. Also, I think this is the point where I think I was telling Drew, I was like, this is... It's going to get pretty weird for Marvel yeah. now. Like, Andrew described the show My Hero Academia as, like, it's going to be a little ridiculous to see, like, everybody in the MCU. Yeah, how is, many fucking superheroes are on the goddamn planet? <laughs> they just, like everybody 60. wears a costume at one Safest point. Earth ever. I, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I do, I mean, for people who are like, man, where are the news? Because a lot of times sequels are announced right after the first movie does well. But Marvel holds a lot of things to their vest. Like, we could yeah. see an Eternals movie in 2023, honestly. Didn't they say that they still have, like, five or six movies they haven't announced? Like, yeah, which, it's like... super popular. I mean, how long did it take for them to announce another Marvel, uh, uh, Captain Marvel movie when we know that one was... Like, I'm, I'm it, it, they, 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 they planned this stuff out. So it, I think it's totally possible we get more Eternals, and but you're, but you're right. There's so uh, much shit we, they got to do. We got back from Disneyland. The movie had premiered Thursday. We were at Disneyland Friday, and we saw someone in that yeah. expensive ass jacket that the Eternals that people they were selling from the thing. Them, yeah, and so we people were taking pictures with Fastos and Cersei and Kingo, and so it's it's working. And uh, I think again, it uh, more people will catch on later, and especially when they're like, wait, Blade's first appearance was in. The Eternals? Yeah. When it hits Disney Plus, uh, hit me with them numbers, because I guarantee you it's going to be in the millions. Yeah. So. I mean, well, I guess this comes to the end of the pod. I guess we'll go around the horror. Tell us your final thoughts on the Eternals. I guess we should rate it rotten or not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's the other one? Fresh. That's it, right? Rotten or fresh? Is it fresh? Yeah. Or is it rotten? Fresh. Thumb, two thumbs up, one thumbs down, two thumbs in the brown. <laughs> there we go. John, what do you think about the Eternals? Uh, I liked it. I think I, what I said earlier, it might... I don't know if... I think people are digging it. I just feel like there's a sense of like, eh, it might be really bad. The script is kind of a little weird and wonky because it has so much shit in it. Because it is weird and wonky. Yeah, yeah. and it's also very weird. And I really yeah. do think people feel the length. It's Hitchcock, I think, who said like, your movie's goodwill only lasts as long as people's oh, bladders. Yeah, yeah I definitely. Thought, I thought yeah. you were going to say that Hitchcock said this about like uh, this well, movie. The Eternals, yeah. Hitchcock watched The Eternals, well, but I think what, he's right. He's, he's like... totally right. Know? I mean, Drew doesn't like Endgame. I think, I don't know, maybe because of the length. It's too long. It's too long. Um, and also, I got a bad bladder. So it's one of the thirty yeah, minutes it's one only of the shorts. Least rewatchable. I love it. I actually kind of like it more than Infinity War a little bit. No, actually, no. no. Infinity or Eternal. Which one? Wait, what Endgame. are you talking about? No, Endgame. But, um, okay. No, I was Infinity just comparing the length. But like, I mean, uh, I can just watch the on your left scene. Eternals. Uh, 
It's great. I um I really liked it. I think it's um I think as a filmmaker relating as a filmmaker, why wouldn't you want to do a big blockbuster movie? You know, Nolan wanted to do it when he was like a and now Nolan's addicted to doing it for some reason. But remember when Nolan like was he the reason he took Batman is because he's like he said he wanted it. He's never he's always wanted to do the big blockbuster movie. You know, he came from indie filmmaking. And I think Zhao is kind of like she's never flat out said it, but I think that's that's your role as a filmmaker. Like if you're serious about being a filmmaker, why wouldn't you want to branch out and do the big fight movie or yeah. something as opposed to like a small one? You can probably do small ones afterwards, but I mean, this is can... even even at, at the success it's at, like this is the the most exposure Zhao's ever gotten. Yeah, exactly. And so like that's the thing is like you can why wouldn't you want to do that and just like kind of like feel that for it too? And so. Or get a feel for it as like a, you know, check that off your list. So, but I think she did a great job with what she had. It is obviously a very Marvel movie, but it's um, the most different Marvel movie you've probably ever seen. Um, it feels really different. It's really melodramatic and it's um, it's big and epic in scope. Um, a little too big at times. And I think like watching it on the biggest screen possible really helps because yeah. of like characters like Ashram. Ashram is huge, like... That motherfucker is big. Cold. And he just shows up, too. Like, he's not yeah. like... Uh... He ends climate change. You see that shit? Like, he just, like, parts the fucking sky. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then... So, so like, this movie's, like, full of, like, moments like that. And I think if you really have a, a cool... Like, if you have a really a connection with, with superheroes, if you love superheroes, this movie kind of goes into and, like, questions what does it mean to be that? Why, why do th- these things happen? Um, it's a really cool movie. I think it's a breath of fresh air for Marvel. It's kudos to them for trying something very different. Um, I think like what Drew said, this will age like a fine wine in time. Um, but at the moment, I think it's kind of a little underrated. Like, I think it's maybe not a lot of people are rooting for it, even though it is making like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I loved it it was, um, it's great. I kind of do want to see more of them now. Like I've, uh, was introduced to some really fun characters and I really want to see Jow's take on them go forward because yeah. you know it would be a shame if they brought him forward and then didn't use you know her in the in the process i mean it almost seems like uh yeah. Ash, like the he better keep him for a long time because they can just solve most problems when they're back on earth definitely you know? yeah. like well and, and uh do they have a director for blade yet or no Yes. I think they have a, a writer. Oh, I was like, give me Chloe Zhao. I'll look it up, but yeah. Put, I was like, put Chloe Zhao on that shit. She's already introduced him. Um, if you're not going to do the Eternals, might as well. But if there's already a director, I guess not. Whatever. Um, I'll, I'll look. Th- yeah, it is. It's Bassam Tariq. Okay. So, sorry. The the the, the seat's taken. Sorry, Chloe Zhao. But what, uh, Andrew, what did you think about uh, the Eternals? I think you should go watch Nomadland instead. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no, yeah, no. It was, uh, it was really. I'm gonna echo what John said. I think um, it's, it's really, really um, ambitious. It's one of Marvel's most ambitious uh, projects, I think, for sure. Besides, you know, like something like Wandavision, or even Endgame to an extent, because you're trying to end this whole 20 years of, I mean, 10 years of, of filmmaking or whatever. But um, yeah, I think it's really, really cool. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a really, really, uh, human movie. I know it's a big scale, but it ultimately boils down to things that you deal with, uh, on, in everyday life. And, um, it's, it's, it's the most diversive Marvel movie to date. And it's, it's, it's really, really, um, cool to get all that equal re- representation, whether it's, um, you know, um, signing or um having a you know someone who is uh, middle eastern here or who is um of asian descent and it's it's it, you know it's uh, uh it, it's really really cool to to get that representation and to have um a lot of there's a lot of firsts in this in this movie um for sure 
um, in that front. So I think it's really cool and really important for um, the, the the future generations and and things to you know the, imagine the movies that will be inspired by this one where uh, I think. It's going to be, and it, that's why I love that it's standalone because someone was like, well, I, do I need to watch the other 20 Marvel movies? I was like, no, you don't. Not really. And, so it's and the, that's so rare in the MCU, yeah, right? This, this one and Shang-Chi are really like rare examples because, you know, Shang-Chi still has Wong and the Abomination, but it's such a small part that you're like, oh man, it, it feels like like a Disney movie or something yeah, like that. You know, yeah. like it's it, it's this stand, uh, standalone adventure that um, kind of wraps everything up uh, neatly with a bow and, and things like that, but also leaves you wanting more. And, you know, hopefully the next one is in two hours and 30 minutes that'd be rough now that you've introduced 10 characters i'd, I'd 10 more eternals it's after like, that it's, yeah it's like dune where yeah, you're like chronos you know you, you know coming yeah, in and it was shit. that it was that long because you were laying the groundwork for something yeah they that, introduced javier bardem in dune for like two another minutes. movie basically <laughs> that's yeah and so yeah it, it's something like that where like maybe i think the pacing will, will fix itself in the next movie because you laid all the groundwork and all the hard work in this one but i think there's really really uh, a lot to be um kind of discovered with with these characters and uh you know where where their their character arcs go in um these specific directions it seems like the team was fractured there towards the end and now that you know everyone's kind of on the same page but i'd love to see them in their own adventure and not so much in other people's side stories yeah like, i don't I, like I, that's cool if you see them in ragnarok that's cool if you see them in guardians but i Want I want I want yeah. more to them. I mean, they still have this giant existential question about Ashram that I think that they. You're telling me no one on Earth saw that giant thing. <laughs> well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that, that is that should raise questions. That, like, especially time. with how powerful the Eternals are, that is their ongoing threat, or that at least their ongoing mission that really no one else can and could you solve. Imagine defeating Thanos, and you're like, this is the best. And then you look in the sky and you're like, holy yeah. fuck, this guy, like, could you imagine if this guy had a glove? This yeah. glove would be the size of, like, he'd be putting planets in this fucking glove. Uh, Infinity Stones, I think, can still take out uh, half of him. No, I think they can take out Celestials because, like, they're, okay. they're, they're, they were there before. Or, uh, yeah, they were um, there before. No, they were there well, afterwards, but they still, they're strong. But, like, the, in that universe. but they don't, they don't work on the Eternals. Not, Chloe the, Zhao, hey, not, Chloe a, not important at the TVA, yeah. though. Huh? Chloe, Chloe they don't, Zhao, they don't uh, work on the Eternals, but if they blasted them, yeah, they would probably yeah. work. Like, Maybe. I'm, 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 I'm all, I mean, there, it'll be interesting to see where Eternal, and I really do think this is kind of that thing now with the MCU where we're getting these different chapters and we know there's going to be so much filled in in between at some point by a show or by a movie. It's kind of weird. We're in this long form storytelling, especially with Marvel. I think that's the same with Eternal. Like it's, people may find it really rough to watch right now because of the melodramatic moments. I think it's expired off of like anime. And if you haven't seen anime, you maybe think that this is a lot, but watch an anime and it's really not <laughs> like, you know, that, that shit's kind of wild, but I feel like there's a lot of this that people may feel is disjointed, very different, or it could very well be. They're just looking for Dr. Strange in this movie, which is totally possible too. Um, uh, because I, I don't know what people are thinking, but I feel like once we get through the blade stuff and some of the other parts of the MCU that honestly, I think is kind of needed at this moment. Um, this may feel like it's a little bit better, especially if we see them more. It's kind of weird, but it's really the only way to fix, um, you know, people's complaints that there's too much, too many intros in this movie is just make more stuff where it feels like the intros were worth it. <laughs> Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? So, I mean, that's happening with Dune right now, but I feel like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hopeful. I hope, my hope is that Disney isn't risk averse and that they see this and think, well, maybe now we can really double down on making these movies that are different because we've seen 
you know, this one take it really, really far. Um, but uh, I don't know. Part of me feels like they're going to take the wrong lessons. Well, and like, sorry, this can't be Spider-Man's greatest hits like the way we're going to see in December. Yeah. Sorry. It was more original. <laughs> That's what everyone wants. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, gosh, yeah. I mean, we talked about the after credit scene, but after this, after that movie and they showed those two, I bet people were just like, damn. <laughs> My favorite part. Well, this movie was Blade coming out at the end. Like, I'm not even joking. I bet people will. Yeah, I think, like. I bet that's the take a lot of people have. I think that was, like, the the take in reviews. It's like, you know, oh, my God, those earth-shattering, those earth-shattering, like, after-credit scenes. But that's what sucks is that, like, if you say that, you're you're categorizing this movie with Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and this movie is ten times that movie. Like, I haven't even seen Let There Be Carnage, and I can tell you that. How do you know that? there's carnage. Because, yeah, yeah, sorry, Andy PTA? Are you saying Paul Thomas Anderson is wrong? Wow. Andrew says he's a better filmmaker than PTA (laughs) on this pod. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, we've come to the end of this pod. (sighs) Cool. We have. So it's time for... Plugs. John, what do you have to plug? Butt plugs. Um, wow. wow. That's what he's plugging. Plugs. <laughs> um, yeah, listen to this. Listen to... Uh, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. Yeah, exactly. Listen to what I'm about to say. Well, now at the end, I hope you were listening. <laughs> you know your cousin Marvin Barry? I'm just kidding. Well, listen to this. Um, listen to Revenge of the Sequel. I think we're in the middle of a season right now. I think we're going to get back to recording pretty soon. Actually, I'm cheating that. But um, we got some really cool stuff coming out. I think the Suicide Squad gets an episode... Um, you know, the Halloween episodes are pretty great. Um, no time to die. We'll eventually get an episode. I think we might record Ghostbusters if any, if all of us see it, and if all, all of us like it. I'm like pretty sure we're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it on Thursday. I'm watching it right now. Um, oh shit. Um, yeah. And listen to the, um, yeah, listen, um, Revenge of the Sequel is back, baby. Just, uh, listen to that and get yourself vaccinated. Get boosted if you can. And, uh. I want to play devil's advocate about that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Andrew, what do, you, what do you have to plug? Um, G4 is back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to plug uh, countdown, uh, or the Countdown Strikes Back, uh, Countdown to Poundtown, um, the podcast that's coming back, I was kidding, that, that we're uh, debuting. But yeah, um, get vaxxed. Um, that we got some really, really cool stuff on that uh, Star Wars pod, if you like that. Um, all that jazz. Um, I get it. If Marvel's your only thing, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. No. But if you like Star Wars, uh, we talk about uh, all the High Republic stuff. We read the book so that you don't have to. But also, it's going to help you catch up with shows like The Acolyte, yeah. where The Acolyte has to do. That's Star Wars canon, and that's going to be one of the, the more exciting. Hey, and, and hot take. A lot of this in-between Star Wars stuff, maybe some of the strongest and best stuff that, that Yeah, we're, we're, finally away from the, we're finally away from the Skywalker. <laughs> so it, this and Star Wars Visions, we even cover Star yeah. Wars Visions, which is a, another um, different uh, Star Wars take. But I'm covering a lot of stuff that I think is going to be relevant very soon more uh, you know sooner than we think yeah. Ma- maybe not so soon because ryan johnson and patty jackson's uh, movies are oh but, uh. um, but also uh, yeah uh, um also check out g4 tv they just came back why are we um, plugging g4 they don't need our they, help they're the reason that i talk about this stuff and they're, they're part of the reason that yeah but um, they don't have any intellectual property rights of maybe this. what no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then director showdown i guess gets a shout no. out too no 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 also, yes. Dirt Sheet Radio, uh, my boy John, uh, Juicy John in the Streets. Juicy John um, in the he, Streets. Um, he, if you love professional ra- uh, wrestling, he covers that stuff. Director Showdown. And if you love movies, it's a little bit more niche because uh, if you if you don't like cross our movies, you're not going to have a good time. But even <laughs> then, kind of not really because they're covering Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we all know all of you love Zack Snyder. Okay. Yeah, listen to all the pods. Support it at <laughs> patreon.com slash pod. There will be a lot of exclusive stuff there. And we'll have a lot more Marvel stuff coming down what? the lane because Hawkeye... 
It's coming out this holiday season. We're starting a DC podcast. And Spy- nope. And Spider-Man oh, right. uh, No Way Home is coming out too. So we've got a lot of new MCU stuff. And Andrew and I went to Avengers Campus, the IRL MCU, and we're in it. And we got to do an episode on that. Yeah, we got to ride the, the Web Slingers ride, the, Ooh, the one that we thought ride we Ride the we Web weren't. Slinger. We, we get to ride the web slinger. We got to <laughs> shoot webs all over each other. Uh, but yeah, it, we got to ride, and we didn't think we were going to. Yeah. everyone's like, it, Andrew it, got food from it, Pim's it, test kitchen. Yeah, dude, the, the, the French small? toast. We yeah, saw some, some. Some of it was small. It had little eggs and little oranges, and then I had a little tiny, tiny fork. Tiny I eggs. Say, hey, I, I had my tiny fork. I will say it was a little annoying. 